my music doesn't work. What happened? It doesn't matter. Welcome to Games Talk Live. We are now on NPR Radio, Colt. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me on your 100th episode, Fonz. It is my... I appreciate it. Well, welcome. That is the voice, the golden smooth voice of Colt Eastwood. He is my guest today, and we're going to be talking about everything gaming. Um... It's my 100th episode of Games Talk Live, and it's just so nice that now we're on the radio, on the AM radio. I can't believe it. (laughs) We've made it. (laughs) Now, welcome, everybody, to the Games Talk Live podcast. Uh, Look, the 100th episode. Didn't think I'd ever get here. Yes, I've missed a lot of episodes, or missed a lot of Sundays, Um, but... uh, yeah, I, I'm trying not to miss any more. Um, of course, I've been through some stuff, and I had to I had to miss those, but I'm here now. And I welcome everybody who is here in the chat. Thank you. I see a lot of familiar faces. It's great to see you, um, all of you. Uh, maybe not some of you. Not, no, all of you, of course. But my guest is Colt Eastwood. Colt, thank you for being here, my friend. Thank you. I, I I couldn't think of anybody else to be here on my 100th episode, man. I, I was I was really happy you said you can make it today. Oh, thank you. Uh, I, I would be here every week if I could. Yeah, um, we have a good Sith time. Lord of the Chess says, Colt, nice shirt. And I look at the camera, I'm like, kind of look like a dude in 1992, uh, you know? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm still alive. <laughs> I'm still standing. No. No. Um, no, it's great to see you. It's it's great to see you in that shirt, of course. Um, it's awesome. Uh, it's great to see everybody out there. We we are uh, Colt, before we get into the topics, what have you been up to lately? What have you been playing, my friend? Uh, I've been bouncing around on games, not like really feeling something that's gonna keep me going until the next big one. So I've been playing a lot of Starfield still back onto it desperately waiting for them to expand something or do mods and um playing some mass effect one yeah i was doing some weird like kind of like dipping back and kind of reflecting off of what we played this year and finding out which games are really amazing and which games hanging out with people like you and red uh wolf from from renegade podcast yeah we had a great time last night in the uh, party chat with red red wolf uh me and colt uh we had a great time man it was it was so much fun and then we all just left we made a taco bell run like all of us just took off yeah you were like i'm gonna get a baja mountain dew zero and i was like well i'll be right back and then uh, yeah yeah, it's it's good it's good to uh didn't have a bar burrito this time time. remember when we used to go to taco bell and get that box to try to win a uh xbox one x back in the day say it with me the bar burrito the bar burrito people um i got to the point where i you know i was just throwing that bar burrito right out my window because i got so sick of those things uh but trying to win the xbox scorpio i i I didn't win it and and i really wanted to win that sucker because it it had the little taco bell sound the bell you know when you hit the power on it was like doom you know the sound. I, I, I wish I had it on. I mean, my... you just wanted a free Xbox One X when that Basically, thing was going to launch. That's what I wanted because that was like that was going to be you were going to get the Taco Bell Xbox when the thing launched. So like it was the deal. And I kid you not, Fonz, uh, almost once a week, at, 
I would bring home like five of them. And I'm like, here's what we're eating tonight, family. <laughs> the barfarito. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no. Yep. Give me the coats. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, I, You know what? I got a uh, super chat here from Sith Lord. Thank you very much. He says, congrats on 100 episodes. Here is to 400 more. I don't know if I'll make it till 400. I don't know. Man, I'll yeah, be you'll, like. You'll be like 70. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I should make it. I, sh I should make it. I think so. Biff Rinaldi celebrating 11 months with me. Uh, thank you very much, man. That's it's so awesome of you. I never really sit here and ask people to really, you know, to, 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 to join my channel or anything, but people have, and it, it really, um, it's, it's really something. It's, it's really it amazes me that people do that for me to uh, show me love, show me support. I really appreciate that. You guys don't know how much that means. That's, that's awesome that you do that. Um, I rarely ever ask for a like either. And you know, I, I know I should, because a lot of people don't think sometimes when they come here and they just enjoy the show and they're not hitting the like button, but yeah, if you like it, hit that like button. If you don't, you know, you can always hit the dislike too. It's there. Um, and I love to see the little thumbs fly up or fly down live when you do it. I, I wish it showed on my screen for you guys. Uh, but it's funny because across my screen, I see the little thumbs up or thumbs down fly away. So cool. And it goes into my computer screen. Like whatever background I have, I see the thumb up go through it because it's a Mac-based program on a Mac and it just... It's cool. I see all the likes right now going up. way better. It's real cool. I love it. Shout out to you, Colt Classic Cage. I see you in the chat. She says, what up, fam? What up, Cassie? Good to see you. Um, yeah. Uh, so he says, uh, Biff says, Biff Rinaldi, that is. Thank you for the uh, 11 months. He says, the dynamic duo back at it again. Hope everyone had a good holiday. Congrats on 100 Fonz. Hit that like button. Couldn't have said it better myself. It is the dynamic duo. I, every time me and Colt get together, we have a good time. We just have a great we, time. We were meant to be since way back in the day. We've been reminiscing a lot lately about how long we've been in this community and talking about RDX and good friends like Dealer and the people that we've met through all this stuff and oh, yeah. the, the late night parties. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a long time. Yeah, no, it has, and it's been awesome. I mean, we've known each other now over six years, uh, been po podcasting together, gaming together, talking, you know, all that, and uh, have become really close friends, and it's been awesome. It's been really awesome. Um, let's get into our first topic here, though. I want to okay. talk about this, Colt. Uh, apparently, Xbox consoles aren't selling very hot in the UK anyway. Uh, apparently there's been a 52% drop in hardware sales in, in there in the UK. And, you know, you could say, you know, that Europe has never been a strong market for Xbox, which would be correct, but mm -hmm. it's still a 52% drop. That's nothing to sneeze at Colt. Right. What do you think, what do you think about that? Um, the UK is one of their stronger markets next to North America and Brazil. <laughs> and so in South America. So that's not a good thing. Uh, I also think Xbox has such a wider strategy than just selling plastic. Um, I know that good when point. Xbox leadership looks at how the platform is doing, they look at Surface Pros sailing. They think of even Rogue Allies and Steam Decks and PCs yep. as a potential place where people are playing, where they see people engaging. 
So the a cheap Xbox console is just one of the places to get people into the ecosystem and get them on Game Pass, get them buying games, um, because consoles don't make them very much money. And no. when you see them going down, it is also a reflection of where they are misstepping. And it goes into a lot of what we're going to talk about today, which might be a little dicey if you're not wearing super comfortable underwear. Really? Okay, I don't know what underwear has to do with it, but um, <laughs> well, you know, yeah, you know we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff because again. it's I'm wearing all... burlap underwear, and I got to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, I, I, man, why am I wearing this potato sack? It chafes my thighs, my inner thighs. Um, it's all doom and gloom for Xbox, though, right? It's, I mean, hell, I just read an article recently uh, that that talked about how the Starfield player base has fell off since its release almost two freaking months ago. Yeah, and we're oh, talking yeah. about how a single-player game has fell off in numbers, like no shit, no shit. Language. That's what happens. Oh, the language, as my <laughs> wife would say. She's French. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but it's crazy that, it, that that there's articles being written like this, and I guess you know. Here's the uh, tweet about that. By the way, I, I captured that for you guys uh, from Gaming Bolt. It said Starfield could be in trouble. Play as player numbers plummet. Starfield is a single player game and not a live service game. This was, you know, I, I love those community tab things they put on some posts sometimes on Twitter. Now they do that on X, I should say, not Twitter. I, I get so weird calling it X. Like, I, I feel like when I tell my wife or something that I've been on X all day, she's like, Are you doing drugs? Are you doing drugs? Or are you on that porn? You know, and no, I'm watching X, Twitter, what was formerly known as Twitter. Starfield right. is a single-player game, it says, and not a live service game. The player count holds no bearing on how well a game is doing. The success, success of Starfield is based purely on sales and downloads alone. Well, of course, engagement has something to do with it, but engagement always falls off after some time. I mean... For a single player game, any single player game out there, I don't, I don't care what single player game it is. It's what happens once you beat a game. Yeah. I don't know about you, Colt. Once I beat a game, I rarely ever go back to that single player game. Rarely, like it has to really impress me so much to think, oh, let me start another run through. Like, yeah, there's like a dozen games that I go back and play again or mess around with, but. Um... In, in contrast to that, Fonz, I w went back to Fallout 4 a little bit and I went and looked at my achievements and I played that game almost a solid four months before I finally said, okay, I'm good. Um, that's when I ended up wrapping the single player campaign. Oh, I thought you were wrapping. I, I was about to say, spit those bars, Colt Eastwood. Spit <laughs> well, you, and I were, you and I were talking about this last night when we were talking about what doesn't make Starfield the most amazing game ever made? And we talk about um, Fallout 4 came out in September, I think. And I played it all the way exactly four months. It was like almost four months total that yeah. I finally wrapped the last achievement where I finished the campaign and one of the things, one of the factions. And then I finally moved on to something else. But Starfield, I played it solid for two months. So half the time of Fallout 4. And everyone's doing this big argument right now. It's like, oh, everybody's been playing Skyrim for 10 years. I'm like, yeah, but Skyrim's had 10 <sighs> years of mods. mods. It's had and, and re releases two years of expansions. I think it had two years of DLC. It had, it had one of the, I think one of the first DLCs for Skyrim was 
being able to build your own settlement or your own home and decorate it. Yeah. And then they had other expansions and then the mods and community created stuff has kept that game going for a decade, which will eventually happen to Starfield. But now the wait for new content is like really, really painful. Um, Face 23 BKNY, I see your post. Um, he says, Fonz Gaming, if Xbox consoles stop selling, you guys are not worried about them, uh, you know, stopping making the the consoles. That's what he's essentially saying here. Uh, and if it did, I'm, uh, I assume, I, man, this is all like, well, dude, English, bro, English. Uh, here's, I don't here's know what's the going on here. Here's the problem with, um, with, will you guys go PC? Basically, he's saying if the consoles were to stop it, it you well, know, for yeah. Xbox, you and, already and should thing. be, you, you already should be able to play what you want on PC where you want a while, where you want. And I know Fonz can speak about this quite a bit, but I, I play four or five games a year on pc some of them are new brand new launches that and why is that tell people console. why you play on four or five games on pc why why is that because i i know you do like to play on the xbox console but why yeah. what oh, makes yeah. you turn to the pc oh the pc is a pain in the butt i mean it, it, there's no way around it you're not going to get the same convenience and and i play a pc like a console i i have my starfield controller Let me put that thing i have my starfield controller connected to my pc with a wireless dongle. So I'm on my TV. It's like a console, but I have to have a mouse and keyboard at the reach to get in and out of games, to start parties up or get out of them, to yeah. turn the volume up and down properly. Um, it, it's just little stuff, but yeah. like, yeah, we were like, talking about that last night. It's like the whole convenience um, when it comes to a console, it's nice because having just even having that mouse and keyboard next to you at all times is a pain in the yeah. butt. Especially like, you know, if if you're in a, like a, a lazy boy or something in a single on a couch, seated, it's it's, it's, it's like you like, have to have a table there or something or laying on your lap, and it's just it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, that said, it's it's not the end of the world. But that said, yeah, it's I, not the end of the world. But why do you turn to the PC for those four or five games a year? What what is it about? I have to play this on PC. Just tell them. Well, I mean, I mean there's a couple. Yeah, it's mostly the sixty frames problem. Facts that That's we're going it. to run into. That's really. Uh, it. The rest is yeah. It's basically the sixty frames problem. Yeah, it's it's the frame rates. We want the higher frame rates, and you know we want those frame rates that yeah. I mean, by all uh, you know rights, we were kind of promised. You know, at and, the beginning and also, of the also, Series X generation, say, like yes, yeah. Every generation, you think that it's going to be that the problem's going to be fixed, and it isn't. But um, I know it's not the best example of a game, but Gotham Knights um i played that on pc well it's funny because i got it for like 42 dollars at launch but yeah so did i feels... so did i but i played it on console but i also used i, I did both there. i went yeah. back after i finished gotham knights on pc and i played almost the whole game on console and i'm like oh, it wasn't that bad, bad but it's just but yeah it, compromise if if yeah. you jump to a 60 frames game and then go back to a 30 frames game there's a big like difference you feel it right away. It's it's jarring. Yeah, yeah and it's mostly in mo moving the camera, spinning the camera. When you look around, it just feels really horrible. But um, uh, and I can tell you from much experience, I've got a hundred hours plus on Starfield on Xbox Series X, and another hundred on PC. And that sixty frames on PC um, is really nice, but it's definitely not a 
man, I, I can't wait to spend four times the amount to play that game at 60. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a weird measuring stick, but I have the option to play both. And, and you really got to understand, like, face, you really need to listen to this. Now that PlayStation is out of their, oh, he hates when I say this, but now they're out of their PlayStation 4.5 games, all those games that they started building on the PS4 to run on a one teraflop machine, not the teraflops matter, but now that the, right now, Sony Santa Monica, Naughty Dog, all their big heavy hitting studios are building games from scratch from the ground up on their newest iteration of their engines. They're gonna, going to push graphic fidelity and they're going to push that hardware and other big AAA yeah. studio multiplats are going to start giving you Unreal Engine 5 games at 30 frames on the PS5 and even and even the PS5 Pro will not save you from 30 to 60 frames like we saw with the PS4 Pro and the 1X like you got some games that ran at 60 but though remember those mid-gen consoles were not the band-aid for 30 frames games they mostly gave us resolution and until developers start pushing all the processing to the CPU instead of offloading it to the GPU you're going to get new advanced games built from the ground up at 30 frames. Some will be at 30 frames on these yeah. new consoles. We're constantly moving in technology. Like it's it's constantly yeah. moving forward in the PC space, especially. Like right now, the top graphics card is like a 4090, but right around the corner, there's going to be a 5090 or whatever it is, you know? And it's yeah. just going to keep making these developers push these gr games graphically again and again. And We've seen this generation after generation. This is no different. And it's one of the reasons why I go back to that promise of 60 frames with the Series X. It, it realistically can't be met for every game because technology just keeps moving forward. Developers want to push the technology. They want to they focus on graphics too because, let's face it, that's what a lot of people see and really... Um, that's why they gravitate to certain games. They look at the graphics and go, whoa, I want to play that. That looks amazing. And it's just how we are inherently. Like, I think people in general just want to see good looking games. That's how it is. I mean, it, some of us are more, more focused on that than the gameplay itself, you know? And I, and I think that at times is, is detrimental oh, to the game, but I mean, that's, that's how it is sometimes. Half of the diehard fan base is telling the public that they want the quality mode that they play at 30 frames at 4k with a shuddering and juddering camera and they prefer yeah. it i was yeah. talking to a couple of my good friends who all i'll keep them nameless for now but they're playing alan wake at 30 and they love it and i'm like okay and when you see <laughs> alan wake 2 running you know on a pc comparatively it's like ooh, man um like mm -hmm. i personally have experience with Baldur's Gate 3. That's what I've been playing a lot of lately. And as I'm playing the game, I'm playing I'm playing on a cloud-based ser service. I'm playing on GeForce Now. And the reason why I decided to do that was because, well, it's not out on Xbox. And uh, the PlayStation 5 version, everything I've seen, there's, there's problems with the game on PlayStation 5. People are running into it now. Um, but it's not just that. It's, it doesn't, doesn't look as good. It, it doesn't look half as good as it does on the PC. It looks incredible on the PC. Um, and, and yeah, it's yeah, got some issues there too, but don't get me wrong. Bucks, but yeah, for 500 bucks, bucks it's great, games. right? But the yeah. thing is, it's, it's not reaching those, uh, those frame rates. It's not a consistent 60 frames. Whereas even playing it on GeForce Now, I can play it on, you know, high to ultra settings, uh, DLSS on, you know, 4K, 
and get over 60 frames, up to 120 frames at times. And it's just a different feeling. And, and I prefer that in games. I wish, and I said this to you, and I've said it to some other friends as well, and I'll say it to my audience. Um, if Xbox, you know, not Xbox, because Xbox does put all their games out there for everybody to play. I can access Game Pass through GeForce Now. But if I was able to access every game out there, including PlayStation games on GeForce Now, I would have no reason to really buy it any more hardware. I really well, see that this cloud, and, and this is a huge thing, for a service that, mind you, will cost you 19 bucks a month for the ultimate package. You can get like $10 package there. It has really impressed me with the latency, the lack of, of, of that latency, I should say. I don't really feel it in these single-player games. I played a lot of games on this service, too. I just played some Wolfenstein Old Blood. I played Doom Eternal. I've played, you know, Baldur's Gate a lot of, and I'm having no issues, issues with the service. Now, that's provided you have a really good internet service. I do have gigabit service, so that's a big deal. Oh, um, yeah, that's so, true. So, I mean, it's, it's not for everybody. But I do well, see this. Here's the funny thing, though, Cole. As we were talking last night, I see this as really being part of the big future of gaming. Because it is, uh, and, and I never thought cloud gaming would be any good. R believe me, people. <laughs> I thought that cloud gaming was just going to be crap. It would never be good. Uh, but I am really impressed. I, I really am. Well, it's it's because Xbox's cloud service isn't the top, the top tier. Uh, way to play cloud but there there are actually three futures for gaming that console guys don't want to hear even when the playstation yeah. ceo yeah. says console gaming is niche and consoles make up less than 25 percent of the gaming worldwide population here's the three futures for gaming cloud handheld and pc yeah like eventually console you know and i would i would sit here and say yeah, PS6 and the next Xbox are probably could possibly be the last consoles. And then they'll become something that maybe I mean I'm I could see them maybe making something after that, but yeah, and, and I've like, always been that guy that, that touted it's like something people don't really buy. Yeah, and I've always been that guy that touted native hardware. Um and I still do to a degree, don't get me wrong. If I could afford like a really high-end gaming PC, that's where I'd be right now. That's where yeah. I'd be for all my gaming if I could. And, you know, for Xbox games, it's there. It's already there. It's, it's there. Game Pass is there on GeForce Now as well. Like, I, I have access to all my games there. And that's really cool. And, 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 and I can use my favorite controller, my Xbox One or Series X controller. Like, I, Xbox has always been my favorite controller. Always. The staggered sticks trump everything yep. else. It's just, that's my preference. But um, yeah, it's, it's been a real, really eye-opening thing. But that said, at the end of the day, all people should care about is just getting great games. Gamers, anyway. Great games. It doesn't matter where you play these, these games, as long as you can play them and they're, they're, I mean, they're it's, fun. It's they're hardly great. about the plastic. And I know I went through the, the plastic phase pretty hard when Xbox One X launched because the console was just better than any console around in every aspect everything it did was the best and it was really cool to see xbox really pour in investment like here's your connection to the games is a really great <laughs> console that does everything better but then as the time goes on i'm like well i'm gonna play here or there wherever i do anyway 
but it's really cool when you say when I tell people it's about the games. Like when when Bethesda or or it or any company studio is making a game, when I'm on the Xbox platform, I get the best version they can make on an Xbox console, or I can play it the best it can possibly be on my PC. And when you're talking about uh, cloud gaming, you pay, uh, I'll lower the number a little bit, but it's probably a little higher than this, but you pay about $1,500 funds. If you paid an entire generation of GeForce Now, you're paying half the price of buying that PC that you're playing on. You're playing on the cloud on a $4,000 rig with a yeah. 4090. And if you if you paid for that for eight years of a console generation, you'd end up paying them $1,500 yeah. to play for eight years on a $4,000 PC. Yeah. And that's a future that people are like, hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's something I didn't see coming. Like the Sosa says, handheld thing's just a fad. It won't last. I mean, this- It's, it's not a fad. It's not a fad. Yeah. And Nintendo is proof of that. The Switch is proof yeah. of that. The Switch 2 will be further proof. Um, I'm not a fan of handhelds myself. But I can see the um, I, I can see why people like them. Uh, the portability thing is is really cool for those uh, of you that like to take your games on the go. I'm not that type of guy. Like if I'm going nope. anywhere, I usually like to experience wherever I'm going. I, I gaming, I leave it home. I, I yeah. know that's crazy to say as a gamer, but that's that's just the way it is to me. I like my big screen. I don't even like playing on my monitors. You know. It's 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 the big screen experience I like with these games, specifically OLEDs. Like beautiful, just beautiful gaming. Um, but I do not I, I do not care for handhelds. But I can see that portability factor being a real thing for a lot of people. However, I will say in the case of the PlayStation Portal, we talked about this uh, last week, folks. It's it's just a poor design. Uh, it's 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 remote play. That's what it is, and. Xbox has had that for years. This is nothing new. And, and I mean, they don't have their own portal device per se, but you, I mean, you know what they have? They have these things and you can use these just the same. Yeah. But, I mean, Colt, you put it perfectly when you said that they're basically using a, an old Android tablet looking thing with a, a sawed off, you know, sawed in half. Uh, it's dual a 12 year old Android model so. with, a, with a great controller connected to it. So, but, I mean, um, that's what yeah. it is. And, and But it's cheap. It's, it's cheaper mm, at launch. It's not cheaper cheap. than Logitech G Cloud. It's not cheap, though. Because is it you, 200? you need a $500 PlayStation 5 as well. Yeah. Yeah. So true. you got you to gotta add that in, too, you know. <laughs> but that's the PlayStation tax for you, you know. Hang on. I got. That's the PlayStation tax. But, you know, there's things out there like the, uh, what is it? Um, I, got, I got this for under and, 300 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What is that called? What is that? This called? is the Logitech G cloud and it's not like the most amazing device, No, but it has a browser. It has, uh, you can put your music apps on it. You can log into hotel Wi-Fi, Starbucks Wi-Fi. You can, you can oh, do cloud you know, gaming. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, can, you can log I in can because it has a browser. It's that's, yeah, that's I the can, biggest thing they omit on the portal. I can at home or anywhere else I can play through xcloud or i could play geforce now on this like it has all those apps when you look when you load it up it's got all that on there so it has competitor it's you know it's not locked down like a uh like a playstation portal but it also allows me to sit here in another room away from my xbox and i can console stream which is the only thing the portal does 
Yeah. Is I can console stream to that. I can stream to my console and play any game that I have installed on my Xbox, or I can go to the other Xbox app and play anything that's in xCloud. So that, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, no, no, Amazing. no. These these devices, I, I see, they have a place. Um, but but yeah. I don't love to do that. Like you, you were talking about it. Like uh, the screen's a decent size, like nine inches or whatever. But I don't feel super comfortable playing a game where I need to be super reactive and super immersed. Like I can put my wireless earbuds in. Like I can use any earbuds. You know, PlayStation. You have to buy their two hundred dollar. You know bespoke earbuds i can yeah. use any of my earbuds but i don't feel comfortable with that controller holding that thing in my lap you like just doing see, anything you, you just high, said high the tense. word you just said the word uh, that it, it, it explains exactly why i don't like handheld gaming immersion i don't get immersed in that tiny screen and and it's honestly for this old guys you're getting older kids you're gonna find mm -hmm. out your eyesight starts to go and after you hit about 45 uh yeah <laughs> takes a real turn for the worse um these little devices are just too hard to read and and really navigate um yeah i i it, it's it sucks but um yeah it's just that lack of immersion that i don't get there with the small screens of a handheld um yeah. but but there are certain games like there you could pull you could play only certain types of games that just allow you to kind of go through and click this and and go yeah. through that like i've played fallout 76 on it at the hotel and i can totally do everything i want to do because you do a lot of walking around and looting and get into little combat here and there and exploring things and with the earbuds in like it's you get a really great experience but i prefer to sit on the couch with a controller that i know same. that i'm really good on same but it's, same. it's fine but these no. but handhelds are really popular and as tech evolves um those handhelds get more powerful without being so thick and they're going that that technology is going to be right in your next smart tv in the next five years where you'll be able to just play games natively on a tv and i, I talked to hargi chani about that a lot he's he's a, a big tech guy he works in a big it field for yeah. his job and he's like the processor in your phone colt he goes it's more powerful than a series s and i'm like it is he goes yeah it doesn't have the gpu that's as powerful but he goes imagine that in the back of the next oled from lg he goes you could play native xbox games on that thing and it would fit in there that'd be so crazy anyway. yeah gustavo machado has a great point and, and i want really want to bring this up because you hit the nail on the head he says games offer different experiences not all games are about immersion i agree with you some yep. games don't fit to handhelds uh they don't fit the handheld model uh to me because of the immersion and screen size yeah and that's exactly why the switch is such a hit because most of nintendo's games aren't about immersion at all they're about fun these you know marios your you know just games that don't really bring you into that world so i i, I totally see why a lot of people love switch you know the switch for those types of of games um great point great point i'm, I'm glad you uh said that but what i want to talk about right now here um a little bit on is because it's a, it's a big topic and it keeps going on i talked a little bit about this last week colt uh the, the uh xbox tax a lot of people are talking about this xbox tax and i, I i'm of two minds on this thing like i i can definitely say that i see some media bias in where there's articles written 
about Xbox um, in a negative light, but the same type of article is written about PlayStation doing the same type of thing, and it's written in a positive light. I've, we've seen all this stuff. This is facts. Like this is this is not made up stuff. We've seen these kinds of things before, but this I think is just something that a lot of I, I think just we as human beings, uh, we, we like to just you know, we like to just talk about uh, things um, and 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 you know, uh, jump on pile on things. Uh, and, and in this case with Xbox, and there's reasons for it behind it, of course, but I think there's a lot of things that we like to do sometimes that um, it's just uh, like, like we like to band together and do things uh, as, a, you know, as people and like join a club or join, you know, in this case, a fanboy nation, like you're either a pony or you're an X-Bot, you know, and, and, and you like to just dogpile and stuff, right? right? That, that's, I see that happening all the time, yeah. right? Yeah. But I, I, I do see certain things where um, media bias is, is a thing in certain cases and stuff. But also, I don't think it's as big as people are letting on. Like, it's, it's, I don't think it's soul-crushing to Xbox because it's Xbox... They, if you look at what they've done in the past 10 years, and we're going to go over some of this, uh, Colt, we have not really seen a lot of games that come out of Xbox that achieve the same quality as, and I'm going to say it, and it's going to hurt a lot of people out there, that achieve the same quality as a lot of Sony games do. And that's just a fact. Yeah, I, I, I do. I've seen that. And I think, I think it's their own doing as to why these media outlets dogpile on Xbox. Um, I also do see the fact that the media, some in, in, in any way, and I touched on this last week, I think that they're afraid to really go talk negatively about certain games when they review games because they don't want to get blacklisted. There has been proof okay. of that. Oh, hold happened. on. We have to cover that before that will get buried and we'll never get back to it. Um, I wholeheartedly heartedly believe in what you just said that PlayStation exclusives or PlayStation coverage for hardware first is party games, yeah, is exclusives. PlayStation exclusives or first party or PlayStation hardware is so important for coverage. Monetize traffic on sites, mm -hmm. channels, or whatever. It is so important that they cannot afford, the media sites cannot afford to be blacklisted. Now, I don't 100% believe that PlayStation will blacklist certain groups for criticizing PlayStation, but we've seen big outlets or big uh, content creators get left out of a big game like Spider-Man 2 Review or a PlayStation uh, hardware review because in the past they haven't pleased uh, enough. And I've seen Xbox do it as well. Here's the thing. I <laughs> said so like Meg. Here's the thing. You cannot afford to lose out on a big reveal for a PlayStation product. And so staying in the good graces of PlayStation only serves to bring you more money, more traffic, and more revenue from all of the clicks because PlayStation is so popular. 
It is where the majority of the diehard gaming community is centered around. And we'll get into that later. Cool. cool. Uh, I, I, I've, I've talked about that. I, I said this last week too. I've read reviews on certain PlayStation exclusive games that mm-hmm. sounded very negative in the review, but at the end of the day, at the end, they would score it at least yes. an eight out of 10. I, I and didn't I'm know like, you're going what? that direction, Fonz. I'm like, why? Uh, I just read your review and, and you were pretty negative, but you were, you're giving it an eight out of 10. Case in point, the PlayStation portal, it was like, this doesn't do this, doesn't do this. Why did they do this? What, what, what was their reasoning for this? Why doesn't it have this feature? This doesn't work very well. This is nice. Eight out of 10. Yeah. And I've heard game reviews where they say, you know, um, Peter Parker is so annoying. Miles Morales doesn't really, the MJ does this, blah, blah. They This is all the same. This is nine, nine, nine out, out of 10. 10. Yeah. And I'm like, Hmm. It's and weird. you know, I, I, I've done some of that. Some of those things don't add up to, to make you lower your score. And I don't want to sound conspiracy because when we, when it comes to the Xbox tax, I'm not the conspiracy guy. Sorry. And yeah, some I'm people are already either. starting to learn that, but you have to understand that if you're a site, because I respect a ton of these sites that may come into this conversation, but if you're a site called, uh, J J L Y jelly games.com or whatever, whatever, whatever they are. Okay. And you have some critical reviews and then the PlayStation portal comes out and you get skipped over because PlayStation is like, we want to give it to all these really great, uh, trustworthy sites or whatever it is. And you get skipped over. It's a big gut punch. Like skill up got left out of, was it the, the, the Spider-Man two review? And, I know he was probably like, sorry, guys, sorry, audience, I can't do that. But I know behind the scenes, Skillup's probably thinking, I am losing out on a million views guaranteed by not having that early access to that PlayStation game. And it's like, man, all I did was in the past, I've just kept it 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it, 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 there's been other reviewers that have stated the same thing, that they've gotten blacklisted and because they've given poor reviews. And I don't uh, think poor that scores. Even really correlates with with the Xbox tax. That's just the reality of getting access to. Um, we just know a little no, bit but, that Xbox and PlayStation should. But I think a more bit of so. I, I think more so. You have to focus on what both companies have have brought us. And there's one thing you can say. I mean, you can talk all the crap you want if you're, you know a guy who feels that you don't like PlayStation games because they're movies or whatever, or walking simulators, whatever you may feel. I personally love a lot of their games. I love that style of game myself, but you can't deny the fact that they do bring out quality products. Now, Spider-Man 2 is kind of a caveat because it was the first time that I personally experienced a lot of bugs in a first-party PlayStation game as of late, like a ton of bugs at the the middle to the end of the game like i was running into a lot of things i was like wow this is this is weird i mean peter's head being cut off or a floating head yeah. um stuff like that it, it it made no sense i was like i i'm not used to this with playstation usually they bring you a level of quality but i'm talking when i say a level of quality it's more about the game itself and usually it's their story their pacing the visuals uh the gameplay it's usually a quality product um when you look at the Xbox side, and I've seen somebody say in the chat earlier, I forgot who said it, but they said if you add up all the scores, it's nearly the same or it's about the same between all the PlayStation exclusives and Xbox exclusives. However, what you're looking at is a lot of 
smaller type games compared to much bigger games on the Sony side as well. There's more mm -hmm. AAA games they're putting out over there and more high quality games, I would say, um, than say your indie games that you're like your Pentiments and you yeah, know. it's obvious over the past 10 years, PlayStation's been putting out big blockbuster, big perception. Like it's just, they're just big, bigger. And games. that's what resonates over the past with 25 years. And Xbox has not over the past 10 years with very few exceptions. Some of the big games Xbox did put out over the past 10 years, over the past few years, really, they all had a caveat to them. Like, Oh, this didn't have this. Uh, it didn't have enough. Uh, this didn't have enough of multiplayer or this wasn't good enough or this wasn't yeah, great enough. Yeah. And I think those so, things are, those complaints are deserved. I think you so, need to look at, I think you need to look at things like, okay, so Hi-Fi Rush, for example, great yeah. exclusive game for Xbox, highly, highly acclaimed, yep. uh, but it was still on a much smaller scale. I'm sorry, but if you compare Hi-Fi Rush to Spider-Man 2, the mass appeal just isn't there for Hi-Fi Rush like it or, is with a Spider-Man 2. You have stars to not, not nearly There's as much. So yeah. of course you're gonna get more uh you're gonna get more clicks, more viewership if you do content or push content based on Spider-Man 2, not Hi-Fi Rush. And that is where I think a lot of people fault with this whole Xbox tax thing is it's like the the levels of these games, the quality of these games and everything are, I mean, it's just, a, uh, it's another level for, for PlayStation. And that's why they're talked about more. That's why they're pushed more. That's why they, they, they tag the, the whole positive spin on it with, with PlayStation because it's the popular brand. It's what everybody yeah. likes. It's what everybody talks about. It's the casual markets console. That's why they push that so much. I think the dogpiling I was trying to talk about earlier uh, with Xbox is because th those kind of clicks they're getting, they're at least getting some engagement with Xbox news or Xbox games by going negative because you're really not going to push these smaller games to the mass casual audience. They're not going to want to read about Hi-Fi Rush. They're just not. It's, it, yeah. it's, it's not the same. That's what I'm getting at. Um, and I think that a lot of people think, oh, there's this Xbox tax and it's just because it's an Xbox game, it's hated. No, I mean, I'm sorry. They're not pushing the type of quality out. I, aside from a few games, there's always like Forza, you know, Forza Horizon games are, are always really high quality, great little, yep. uh, you know, great yep. racing games. You've got the Gears franchise, with uh, which I believe, and I've said this before, is just a high quality as anything PlayStation puts out. I think 100%. the Gears franchise is amazing. But yeah, how much yeah. how many do we get? Once every eight years? I mean, I, I don't oh, so know. Been five mainline Gears games. But yeah. but I mean, I'm just saying, yeah. we don't get many Gears games, and it's only one franchise, so you don't see it that often. And I think that what? that is their highest quality game right there. If you were to compare anything to a PlayStation game, Gears franchise would be the games. Those would be the Imper ones. 21 says, so the real Xbox tax is SEO. Uh, no, I mean, like I said, I don't, it's such a really good point Tim makes, but no, there's, I got to take the floor for a minute on this. The PlayStation has been delivering on the, its expectations of big blockbuster games for 25 years without much more than one year of, of, a, of a space gap. 
Xbox for 2013 to 2023 has mostly been in the hole for providing what they were supposed to provide that they did in the first half of their career. So PlayStation has never floundered. So you're looking at games media journalists who are my age and younger who grew up around a PlayStation that never stopped delivering. Yeah. Now, while you're saying they grew up in the 360 era, journalists who are probably a little bit younger than me, they cut their teeth playing PlayStation games while Xbox was pushing the Kinect and getting into the Xbox One generation. And when you're young and in your early 20s, or maybe you're just a teenager and getting into the business to go to college soon to get into games journalism, you grow up literally watching Xbox flounder with zero funding from Microsoft. And you you sit back and you wonder, it's like, what are they doing mm. over there? Yeah. So the games journalists, for the most part over the past 10 years, have watched Everybody, Nintendo, Ubisoft, PlayStation, EA, Take-Two, all these people bring out amazing games and just push through while Xbox struggles to put out third-party games from studios they mm -hmm. don't own and IPs they no longer own anymore. So you can understand that the media is allowed to have a bias. They're allowed to have a preference that, you know what, I don't really like Xbox. And you'll hear like on IGN, You'll hear people, big prominent people from IGN or Kind of Funny Games say PlayStation is the best gaming platform, period. They'll say things like that in public. They'll stand on that rock. They'll put their sword down and make that statement because they grew up in a platform that always delivered. Yeah. Now, the funny part about this, Fonz, is Xbox is about to totally trounce what PlayStation has on offer with way more games, more studios, way better flexibility and value where you can play games so much cheaper or way better. Oh, they, than they, on that's offer. something I will not, I, I will not argue that the, the Xbox has the value. They have the value there. Yep. And, and it's, it's amazing what you can get um, on game pass and stuff. But at the same time, like, and, and I have to go to Abdel 114's comment here. He said, uh, Fonz, during Redfall, uh, the launch of Redfall, uh, I said that, uh, I basically said on RDX that Microsoft never put out a good game as good as even Days Gone. Uh, here's what I said. I said it never put out a game as good as Days Gone since the Gears 5. Since Gears 5. Gears oh, okay. 5. Gears 5 is, is an incredible game. I don't, I don't say it's not, but I, I stand on that. You're I, saying I don't think basically for the past three years, which is past three years, I don't see any game that has come out that is even as good as Days Gone. And the reason why I use Days Gone is because that's the one that that's didn't like the really lowest get, first party game. Yeah, it's their lowest first party game over there. But you know what? It was an incredible experience to me. I enjoyed Your comment Days Gone. Is undisputed a lot. if you say outside of the racing genre or outside of like a niche. Well, I don't think racing games are niche. Well, well, but well I think racing games are niche. You don't have to niche. say open world third-person action adventure. You don't have to say that, but Xbox has yet to put out something better than Days Gone uh, over the past three years that is, like, not a racing game yeah. or not... I mean, you know, Halo Infinite's way higher rated Whoa. and is way more popular. You know what I just but, noticed? I'm sorry to what's interrupt, that? but my, my, my program now... Hold super chats for me automatically. No, cool. I didn't, I didn't know that. That's awesome. I just saw one. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry, but it just blew me away. I mean, it does sound kind of, kind of, uh, asinine to say they haven't put out something as great as days gone. You and I both love that game. 
But since, over since the past three years, five, like what if they put out? Are, what have they put out that's that's Psychonauts uh, two, Flight Psychonauts two, Psychonauts two is a great game, fantastic game, but I don't see that game. Um, I don't. I, I I look at it as more of a like an indie title. Like I look at it sure. as, as more of a yeah, smaller a title. Um, yeah, I'm talking I mean, about it's, a, it's a blockbuster Flight game. Sim, Psychonauts two. Forza Horizon Five and Halo Infinite yeah. are like their highest. Halo Infinite highest doesn't even. Games. I I like Halo Infinite, but it doesn't. Mm -hmm. It's not as good as Days Gone, in my opinion. It's not. The I campaign mean, I scored Halo Infinite way way higher, but I don't even mess with the multiplayer. So all those complaints. I, I'm not talking about the multiplayer. Me. I'm just talking yeah. about the the campaign itself. I I thought it was a good campaign. I I thought the story yeah. was decent. It was a good campaign, but I had way more fun playing Days Gone. Way more fun. I put in a lot of time in Days Gone, clearing out all the zombies and stuff. I, I really I, enjoyed I Days time. Gone, but that, that game can be pretty stressful too. Ah, it yeah. was good. It was, really it was good. Um, but no, and I used that one specifically because it's the lowest rated PlayStation game. Exclusive. Well, let's ask your let's ask your chat because I think a lot of people conflate the buy the media bias that that is the tax, and I guess media bias would push towards a tax. Um, so you have to you have to quantify it by saying the tax is five to ten points out of a hundred, meaning that if it's time to review Starfield, you that the media as a whole is automatically going to dock it five to ten points because the Xbox tax, because they feel like Xbox isn't good enough and they don't deserve eights or nines. But the funny thing is, with my graph, with my infographic, the media collectively has scored xbox first party titles on par actually it was a slight percentage better than playstation this generation until call of duty modern warfare 3 oh, now yeah. xbox is at an 80 percent playstation is at an 82 so tell me where the xbox tax is where xbox hasn't hmm. put out any big budget games outside of their standard flagship titles and uh, let's, let's be honest. still on par with PlayStation for the most I part. I mean, and I'm just, I'm going to put it out there. This Xbox tax talk only came about because Starfield got a seven from IGN. This is mm, I why. I it came out because of the Game of the Awards. Uh, okay, okay, but because Starfield was snubbed. And, and it yeah. goes back to the seven at IGN because let's talk about it, Colt. Most of these reviewers that gave poor scores are the ones who voted for these games in the first place. Like, of, of course, course, of course, they're not going to nominate Starfield for the game of the year. I think it was stupid to even think that it would be nominated at this point. Like, after you saw the review scores, you should have known. And it's and, simply and, this. And who, um, who, who cares what IGN thinks of Starfield? If you like Starfield, great. Who cares what people think? I love Starfield. Show, show me an 85. But it's not a Show me an 85 out of 100 that got nominated for Game of the Year in that list of only six games. And I know the score doesn't say everything, but Fawn said it perfectly. For the most part, almost everyone that threw in their review to for Starfield, putting it at a collective 85, because it's at 85 on Open Critic. Yeah, which is good. Those people are almost all the same people that voted for Game of the Year nominations. When you only have six slots... One of the metrics they're going to go with is what were the highest rated games that we played and reviewed this year? And, and then, then Baldur's Gate comes out, Spider-Man comes out, which is a 91 or 92. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, I, and Abdel says Ghost of Shimo is an 83 and got nominated. 
Yeah. Yeah, but Ghost of Shima didn't come out the same year as as Baldur's Gate or Spider-Man 2 or uh Alan Wake 2. That's a big difference. Yeah. Because Death Stranding also, I think Death Stranding had an 84 or an 82 and also got nominated for game of the year. So I love I look I, what that comes out. As much as I love Starfield, um, you know, I told you, Colt, if if I had played Baldur's Gate 3. Both are RPGs. If I had played Baldur's Gate 3 before I played Starfield, I would have been nitpicking Starfield's RPG mechanics mm -hmm. to death and, and the lack of choices in that game. Because, I, you know, I'll say this. I, I, I think Starfield is a great game. I, 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 don't, I, I, I don't say it, it's, it's bad in any way. However, it's missing a lot of features that I feel even other Bethesda games had. And I think that Bethesda... I don't even think it's the best Bethesda game. I don't even have it in my top four Bethesda games of all time. That's how much Starfield was lacking in in in, in an RPG. I, I'm sorry, but I yeah. put ahead. Uh, there's Fallout's there, and there's even um, well, my favorite uh, Oblivion's. Uh, Oblivion is my favorite all time Bethesda yeah. game. Funny enough, I put Fallout Four ahead of Starfield, and. You and I were talking about this last night about how um, one of my one of my major problems with Starfield is is the the the, the bacon cheeseburger chewiness that like that satisfying bite every time you play it it's kind of missing and it's very painfully obvious. It's lack of you and I were talking about how you can't it. you can't build your own fort like you drop down a simple hab and a couple hallways and. You just cannot build your outpost at all. And I, oh my gosh, I spent 40 hours unlocking every ability to be able to make something great. And I'm looking at my homestead. I'm like, I'm kind of ashamed. Man, this could be so much cooler. When you and I talked about how, yeah, and, and Fallout, Fallout 4. 4, like when you were a kid, you'd grab pallets, big piece of cardboard, and you'd hobble together the most amazing fort in your backyard. And you do that in Fallout 4, and they robbed us of that. For, you know, if you don't have to do it, if you don't want to, no, but I but, would have put another hundred hours into Starfield. Yeah. I, I, I would have definitely my... put another 50 hours into it as I did with fallout four. I put in like at least 50 hours of just base building alone. I'd say, just give me, give me floor tiles, wall tiles and ceiling tiles. And then whatever the variations of that come with. And then I'd be fine. I understand that stuff has to look like it could survive on an extreme planet base, but like, ah, anyway. No, I, I'm not. I'm not Starfield. sitting here to rag on Starfield, but my point is, it 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 really. If you look at the nominees and stuff, yes, you could omit a couple of those. In my opinion, for Starfield, you can, you can. I just didn't hear much buzz about. But those people I know that reviewed Super the game, Mario Wonder is really good. But I just don't hear all that buzz about it from the general public. I don't really hear people talking about it or sharing clips. And I know it scored really well. And and. I feel like the the Tears of the Kingdom game was all everyone talked about for a month, and then it just died. That's yeah. just, it's just weird. It's just no, weird. It, it it is, but you know what? Oh well, it's it, yeah. Yeah. I I I just look at the game of uh, the year awards and I laugh at a couple of those those nominations. And yeah, I I feel that Starfield. I mean, could which have been ones there, would but, you kick out? Oh, and, for sure, uh, right off the bat, uh, Spider Man Two. I don't think it deserves to be there. I, I think, especially what makes me laugh even more, uh, moreover, is the uh, the the nomination for that game with uh, best narrative, because the narrative to me is is horrible. It's it's not good at all. It 
it's not it's not enjoyable. Like I, I love Craven's annoying. story. Craven's story is great, but the dialogue yeah. between Peter and Mary Jane is just by the time he got ugh, to Craven, I didn't even care about him. Dude, yeah, there's, I, there's a I scene in there, and I and I and I kind of teased this last week. I wish I could just tell you guys, but if if you don't care about it, go look it up. Look at the scene between Peter and Mary Jane. Um, God, I, no, I can't even say that because it spoils the game. You mean toward the end? Yeah, and and the stuff that she tells him is so cringe-inducing. It's so mm-hmm. terrible, and and I, I, like it's it was like a big writing. TW superhero it, it, show yeah it, it was yeah. it was so bad so just i would completely omit spider-man 2 and i had a fun time playing the game the game itself is fun the combat is fun when you have to play as mary jane not so much i think that is not fun at all i i hate playing as mary jane but um playing as peter playing as Can't miles watch Dogs legions um and i would omit uh resident evil 4 i don't think it needs to be there i don't think so because nothing is truly changed up in that game i mean Oh, they changed a lot. They no, did, no, 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 no. It's really, really great. No, no, I, I know they made this game, you know, uh, you know, from scratch or whatever, but as a whole, it's the same narrative. It's the same game, essentially. I, I don't think it needs to be there. I, I don't think yeah. Re- Resident Evil 4 already had its time. Like, remasters to me should have their own category in the Game of, uh, game of the Year awards. I think they should have their own category. Uh, yeah, Best remaster yeah, or remake. Remaster or remake. Because it seems just like Hollywood these days, it seems like the industry is forgetting how to make new IP. It, it, it just make something new. And I it, mean, they it, are. They're just not doing well. Uh, the new movies, are, the new ideas are not doing very well. Well, whose uh, fault is that? I mean, you know, uh, make the game fun. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like... Well, you're looking at, I mean, I could look at games like what Alan Wake 2 and think, okay, that's a, that's a remake, but, or, or no, a new game to that series, but it's, it's, it's boring. Yeah. It's boring to me. There were a bunch of new IPs it. this, just this year that fell flat that no one played. Um, Evil West, that might've been last year. And then there was another one like uh, Focus Entertainment put out a couple of games there was that one that came out in the summer that just got six out of ten. That looked really cool. It was like kind of a Horizon hmm. Zero Dawn type game. What was it called, chat? Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn type game. It was hmm. made by Focus Entertainment. It was a third-person character game where you could run and jump really fast, and you could kind of like, uh, I think you could like skid on the sand or something. I can't remember. It was uh, somebody will remember. Yeah, Immortals of Avium is another one, another new IP. I've, I've been trying to play it. I don't like it at all. I, I know people like it, but I'm like, Atlas Fallen. Thank you, Abdel. Yeah, Atlas Fallen, Immortals of Avian. Uh, Data Island 2 is great, but it's a, it's a sequel. There's just been all these new franchises, and I think the games media as a whole looks back and goes, I don't know about this, because PlayStation has been, all PlayStation has been doing outside of Returnal is the 17th sequel and then remastering those newer uh, franchises they put out that are already established from PS4. You look at the PlayStation five generation open critic list I made up and it's like 70% of them are remasters or remakes. So that's where they get all their big triple a listing from. So I don't know. Uh, check this out. Um, this is kind of funny. Uh, I pulled up one You're of my old you, uh, bases. Dressing up your character. 
I pulled up one of my own old videos of the bases I created in Fallout 4. Oh, you're putting it up on the screen? Yeah. Yeah, I put it up there. Um, oh, my gosh. The graphics were just bad back then. This well. Is, this is one of my bases. Yeah, you were really. <laughs> oh, this is a 4 EP or something, it. isn't it? Yeah, it, it's. Oh, oh you built right in Sanctuary. How the heck do you get that much? How'd you get that much uh, stuff in Sanctuary? Dude, I, I'm telling you, I, I, I built a bunch of tunnels in the sky, man. Okay, are you going to walk through this thing? Yeah, yeah. So this is what, man, how many years ago was this? This is one of, this is my first game channel. And I didn't talk or anything on it. I just showed some game clips. Uh, This was. Did you have to build something under, or they let you float some of those hallways? No, they let me just build off the, the, the structures that were there. And they let you just connect them on. Yeah, because yes. I watched the video in Starfield. You have to put something on the ground. So, and see, then I got a, move I got a deck way. here. Look at that. I got a deck overlooking uh -huh. the lake. Look. And then this I got a guard up so there. Better than people give it credit for. People like to say it's the worst Fallout, but it's really, really great. No, it's uh, Fallout it's 4, not Baldur's Gate. It, oh, Baldur's Gate was on screen, but this is Fallout 4. Yeah, it's you just, have to kind of click the live button if you're not caught up. In, in the old. Uh, Man, this was on the 360, I believe. No, no, actually, I was playing on the PlayStation 3. <laughs> you don't have a lot of, like, furniture and decorations in, in no, here. No, 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 no. This one That really tanks your, your building this, a lot. This, this one, but I just had tunnels everywhere up in the air, you know, and, and they just all connected and connected to every, like, to the rooftops and everything in the sanctuary. It was, it was cool. Another and great thing about turrets. this compared to Starfield is the allowance to build a structure takes so few resources in starfield they really just beat you into the ground by making I, you just have tons of aluminum and stuff it's but like, i just wish you could build stuff like this you know what i'm saying like in starfield yeah, like that, mean, that, really, this is yeah. what i was hoping for um the ship building in starfield was a lot of fun i had a, I had a great time yeah, with, that. A good job with that but um i just you know and we talked about this a little bit last night about the whole base building in starfield it just didn't feel like it was lived in. Like it didn't feel homey at all. It just felt like a no. just weird structure or silos. Just it, it didn't feel like a home. Um, and I wanted the base to feel like homey in a way. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, know. I've got some, I've got rooms decorated kind of by theme in Starfield and it's kind of cool, but they don't give you any reason to be there. Like here you can get attacked by super mutants and you can drop all your supplies here and you can work from them from here. And yeah, it's like, it was really integrated properly. Yeah. So I had to run over yeah, roofs and stuff. Really cool to see. You told door. me about this, but I, I never, uh, you but never you see how link. big it is. It's massive. It's the thing is massively huge, man. Do you have that clip still? That oh man, clip? that thing is massively huge. <laughs> Yeah, it's massively huge. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. Gosh, we how did you record this? Oh, dude, it, I think it was through the PlayStation uh, capture card thing. Oh, yeah, because you can record PlayStation longer. 3. I can't yeah. remember in the early days of the Xbox it, it, One. It was a 720 for an hour. 720p. Glorious 720p. Oh, and it's the lowest bit rate of all time. Oh, it's it's horrible. It's it's all it. pixelated, even on my end. Like watching it in full screen. Yeah, I'm looking at it on 
on your program here. Yeah, that's it, so funny. It's 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 a it's a, it's a big one. And yeah, uh, uh, Dorian Grace says Starfield mods will change that. Well, hurry up and get that Creator Club and the and the mods on console. Well, that's the thing. Like you shouldn't have to wait for mods. You know, yeah. like I, I know people say that all the time. Just wait for the mod, and it's like the game should have things that we want in the game. Yeah. Like this is a Bethesda game that I just showed with base building, and it, it it's fun. It's it 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 is what it is. It's fun. Um, and the other one here that I had was uh, I think the red the red rocket thing. Remember that one? Yeah. Everybody <laughs> right. built a base on that. I did everybody. too. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody I mean, like I think they kind of wanted you to, because that opening screen had your power armor in the garage. But yeah, I loved it. Uh, yeah. I built around there, and I, I had stairs going up to the overhang where I built on top See, of the that, overhang. There's mine right there. Well, I'll go back to. You. Yeah, and then underneath the where the gas pumps were, I had a line of eight. If anybody's watched really close on my channel, I've I have clips of it. But I had a line of like eight power armors, like all lined up and in, in two rows, and you could walk between them. And the power armors, I would just collect them. Oh, there's power armor, and I fast travel back and just park it. Yeah, no, a lot of people rag on Fallout 4, and, and I know personally, even for me, I think it's the, I say, worst one out of the series, but it's still a lot of fun and, and a great game. Um, I, I loved all the Fallouts. Um, New Vegas is my favorite, but of course, that isn't really Bethesda who built that. That's Obsidian, another Xbox developer. Oh, 4 is way more um, enjoyable to play if you go back and play 3. 3 was really great at the time. But yeah, this it, was, one, it was amazing you know, at the time. Trust me, Fallout 4 still holds up really well, especially with FPS boost on, on your Series X. Like, it's incredible. Now, between um, these two bases that I that I showed here, I completely maxed out the memory system in the console, and it would uh, not allow me to build a single thing more. It says, sorry, you're tapped out. Yeah, it's got a, a meter at the top. And I mean, I, don't I know, know a lot of people don't love base building. They don't care. They never touched it. But for Bethesda, it's something they should have really fleshed out for Starfield. It's fun. It's fun. It's, uh, to it's me, really it's fun, fun to do things like that. That's like, I love character creators and stuff like that that we get in these games. It's always a lot of fun to make your own character and design them or he or she from the, uh, the ground up. I don't know who the lady is standing in my base, but she's creeping me out, man. She's just like, she's everywhere. <laughs> Uh, well, my son was like four or five, and he would sit with me for hours while I built um, a massive. I see on my magazine rack. Huge. I had a magazine rack there. Little little five year old, he would sit there and tell me, "No, put this over here. You should do this." And and we just sat together while I controlled and built everything. And yeah, it was uh, it was massively huge. Yeah, but going fun. back to the old Xbox tax, like I understand what people see in the media and I do see the bias there sometimes with, with the articles written glowing about PlayStation when Xbox does the same thing, it's negative. I see that sure. kind of stuff. But as people, we're all just kind of, we're, we're biased. We have our own preferences. And, you know, when, when we say back in the day, when we used to say all the time, oh, it's cool to rag on Xbox. We kind of mean that like they like a lot of people felt that it was a cool thing to do that's what a lot of the fanboys do and they feel like it's like they're part of a team you know well can you go back Everybody's to that tribalistic our article that you showed in the opening of the show yeah yeah um, the gaming bolt what, it was gaming bolt gaming bolt yeah uh they have the same logo i swear um 
Starfield so, could be in trouble as players what, count uh, player numbers plummet. Like okay, it's, it's so well, stupid. It's so what stupid you're looking plan. at here is reader service, and yeah. I'm going to reiterate this again for you guys. Um, this is part of what you believe is the Xbox tax. What Gaming Bolt do is doing here is Starfield is a trending topic, and it has been all year. If you look on Google Trends, Starfield is miles higher than Spider-Man Two or, Sp yeah, or the, or the sure. phrase Spider-Man. Okay, so you've got reader service here. You're talking about Starfield, which is SEO heavy. You're talking about Xbox, which is always in the Xbox is always in the conversation. Sometimes more than PlayStation. It's crazy, and Gaming Bolt knows that more, the majority of their fans are going to be PlayStation leaning. So you say Starfield's in trouble as numbers plummet. PlayStation diehards get to dogpile on that and celebrate the failure of Xbox. And then, so you get all those clicks that generate revenue and monetization inside of uh, Twitter, which now has been yanked from them because of this. And you get all of your site traffic. And then you get all the Xbox diehard fans, which run a number in the millions that will come to defense and drive engagement. So it's a win-win for Gaming Bolt to be an a-hole and dogpile on Starfield when it has nothing to do with player counts plummeting. The game offers you, on average, 80 hours of like the full experience. And the game has been out, Fonz, for almost 2,000 hours. Okay? So if... I didn't do the math on what like wakeable gaming hours were available for Starfield, but it is probably four. It's been out four times longer than you should be playing it. And they're talking about it plummeting. Now there are single player games that do get more engagement. Like Baldur's Gate has, has had a staggered release. So it's got more legs. It also has co-op, which gives it more legs. And then multiplayer games obviously have more legs. So the, the readers gave context, yanked their ability to make money off of that tweet on Twitter. And uh, it's just, it's a win-win. It's reader service. You can't lose because you're going to yeah. bring both sides in to True. fight and give you engagement. Jason Max says, Fonz, do you like the Western RPGs Sony makes? <laughs> Which one are those? Which None. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Love you know, it. I'm looking at this old channel while you were talking there. I was listening to you, by the way, but... As I'm looking at this old channel that I had, I apparently I was uploading clips to this channel and then using this as like a way to get the clips from for my other YouTube channel. So I would upload game clips to this channel. Oh, directly from the studio. Yeah, or whatever and then called. move it over to the whatever program I was using to do my videos. God, what a process. That was horrible. It, it was, I, I'll do Dang. one even better for you. Um, I deleted about 30 videos from my channel that were all play through one, play through two, play through three of Fallout 4. What I would do is I would get up in the morning before work, load up Twitch, stream to no one so that I could grab the video on demand before I left. Wow. <laughs> because that was a way to record long form because yeah, that's... back then I didn't know the concept of plugging in a USB drive, hitting record at full quality. I didn't even know. Maybe that wasn't a thing on the Xbox. No, one. I, I, I don't think it was at the time. And I think that's why we did archaic things such as this. Like it's. So I would record Fallout man. 4 on Twitch to no one at 6 in the morning or 5.30 in the morning. I Damn. would play 
with my headset on because I could talk while I was playing. And I was like, okay, let's go over here. And I would do like a let's play that I used to love uh, watching people do that. And then I would download the video on demand at the worst quality. It was like 720p, uh, 30 frames, the lowest bit rate possible. And then I would cut that and re-render it and put it on my channel. <laughs> and then I end up deleting them because they were they looked so horrid. They looked yeah. like you were looking at 240p. But anyway, yeah, yeah that, that, that's what we used to do. That's what well, that's what we had to do. I, I, man, I got a lot of dislikes today from uh, I guess talking ill of Xbox to Xbox it's not fans. Ill, though. I, I, and I'm not really because I mean, you know, I I just look at what they've done um, since. Like, let's talk about the Xbox One generation as a whole. Like, what did we really get from there? I mean, besides the Gears and Forza. They they didn't make any games for the Xbox One. Like, their most prominent games were not made by them outside of Forza Horizon. And, and, and but, but you do see that's where I think that the media bias all started because Xbox went from this high and mighty studio or company uh, with, with great games they were making and stuff back in the 360 days to the Xbox One generation where they started it off really badly. And then they had to get rid of that, you know, stigma of, you know, um, the whole Don Matrick thing, that fiasco and stuff. But the Xbox One generation really lacked in in making, you know, new IP. There, there was really yeah, I mean, nothing they had, new that was really a blockbuster-ish. Yeah, they had four Forza Horizon games that did really well that mm -hmm. were not, they didn't own playground games back then. Yeah. And then they put out gear, two Gears games and then they put out Quantum Break, Recore, Rise of Rowan. I, I wrote an entire video about this Xbox tax and it's uh, three, three and a half pages of me talking about this one point that I'm going to make that's so easy to make. Okay. You have to understand that the Xbox tax derives from Xbox not going above and beyond over the brim of, of the coffee mug to make an incredibly amazing caveat-free gaming service. And they haven't delivered that. And so you have to wonder, that tax is really on a multi-trillion dollar company to push and do better. And for, for Phil and his team to say, no, Arcane, you're not putting out Redfall this May. We're putting our foot down. We own you now. We've owned you for a year. Redfall's not coming out like mm -hmm. that. You're going to kill us. And they didn't. They sat back and said, well, we got to let them do their thing. And then I'll tell you what, that week after, they were not, yeah, they were you, not I, happy I, with that. Yeah, and, and, okay? and, that, and that's the thing because you, you constantly had so much negativity surrounding its IP. That, yeah. you know, the, the, these these guys that already had bias against Xbox in the media, they 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 dogpiled on it. They were like, oh, let's jump at him. Redfall sucks. Let's go. Let's hit him hard. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and this is what, what happens. And, you know, again, I, I it's not like I think Abdel asked earlier, do you think Xbox uh, with 40 Studios is the same as Xbox with four? Of course not. Of course not, and we're already seeing a change in in the uh, the the way of games. Um, to me, Starfield was a, is a big game for them, and and it's it's a high you know it's a it's a quality game that is going to be uh, a, a you know a force for them. It started off really good, 
and it's still a really good game, but I'm saying there could be DLCs. Uh, the next iteration of the game could be even better. They could add some of the stuff that we're complaining about that they're lacking in the game that they have in other games. Like inventory management was the biggest thing that I didn't like, and in you as well, Colt. Stuff uh, is way too heavy. Yeah, and so too much stuff that you don't even use at all. Yeah, so that kind of stuff, you know, they they can fix later on. But overall, still good quality. We've got games in the future coming that are really good, great games. Um, but yeah, it, it's 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 all about uh, that perceived um, notion of Xbox just not having great games or new a new IP at all that really has that stigma on them that you know they suck, but. Again, with the 40 studios, Xbox has good games. They've given them really high marks for their first party. Studio I know, but uh, but game. then again, like we said, you have to look at some of those smaller titles and say, is that really going to pu push the audio, uh, the the audience, the casual market to come look at their articles and stuff to click on them and to get them that revenue? No, it's not. They Microsoft needs more big blo blockbuster games for them yeah. to push their articles and stuff and they need to be more glowing and whatever. But right now, it's just all about negativity. But that's going to change. It's. It, I well, think it'll change. I and think there also needs to be Xbox games. Like, every game that Xbox puts out, they have self-induced caveats where it's like, this is really great, but every know, game but that's been that way with their biggest titles. You've got games and coming that, that are on the horizon for Xbox right now um, from great development studios. Uh, we know they're working on Gear 6, the Coalition. That is going to be a phenomenal game. Um, I'm really hyped for that. You've also got Obsidian, who I am really high on. I think Obsidian is one of their best, if not the best developer they have. I love Obsidian yeah. games. And, of course, they have their game, Avowed. Um, and these are right around the corner. Like, you can think to the other side, um, looking at PlayStation, and the only game that comes to mind that's coming is Wolverine. And that's 2025. Right. So, I mean, who's in worse shape here when it comes to what what game is coming out next for who? And because we really don't know anything with PlayStation. I I have a sneaky feeling that PlayStation is going to have to just buy more uh, exclusive rights for multiplat studios to yep. to fix that for next year. I think they're going to have to use it. Yeah, they've always done that. They've always. Bought I think they're going to have to do that. Continue studios that they don't run. But is that sustainable, Colt? Is it sustainable? Is it sustainable to, for them to keep having to buy rights to these multiplayer you know, games? Some of the financial stuff that we've been hearing about lately really talks about uh, or starts to tell the story about how much money Microsoft has spent for Xbox. But no one talks about how much money Sony and PlayStation have spent for their gaming platform. Like to, to put money into KOTOR, a licensed yeah. game, or Silent Hill 2 and putting all this money into these games to get these exclusive to PlayStation is a lot of money. And it's a, and it, it, people always say Xbox has to buy everything to compete. Well, PlayStation has been buying almost everything just for a long time. Yeah, look at Final Fantasy. That's, that's a big case right there. Final Fantasy. What They've been buying their, you know, most of their games over there. Yeah, they kind of bought that, fran that fa franchise out. But what yeah. would happen, Fonz, if PlayStation was receiving almost no first-party funding from Sony for four years. Because this is what Oof. happened to Xbox in yeah. 2014. From 2014 to 2018, Terry Myerson and the and the leadership at Microsoft yeah. were basically saying, let's just wait it out 
and just let Xbox die of natural causes. And then Phil took over uh, a year or two oh. later, and <laughs> Phil probably fought for two, three years behind the scenes that we never heard that we're going to acquire some first-party yeah. studios. Hold, hold up, Colt. Face 23 BKNY says, PlayStation games next year. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, not PlayStation first-party. MLB The Show, first-party, sure. Yep. Helldivers 2, not first-party. Stella Blade, not first-party. Rise of Ronin, not first-party. Stellar Blade is being fully published by PlayStation, but yeah, they just bought that game when it was almost done. That's basically like saying Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 is not an Xbox game. Yeah. Well, uh, or or Redfall or Starfield and on Xbox game. Yeah, yeah it's just I'm that's, talking that's strictly from their first party studios. Like, what do they have coming? We don't Concord, know. MLB we see Concord every year. First party. That's it. What what what'd you say? And MLB. Yeah. Con and I love MLB. Yeah. What's the other one you said? Con uh Concord is coming to Concord? according to them in the that showcase. But but Oh, that's the one where we didn't see anything in the trailer. It was just is the space hamburger but yeah okay they still playstation still has a really good 2024 mm -hmm. and so does xbox like they're both neck and neck like they have a it's just when you look at the at the output most I, I'm, the games, I'm just talking about the you know i'm not saying they're going to do bad in 2024 that's not what no. i'm saying so don't take that and run with it what i was saying yeah, is i'm pointing out first is, party is, is very, lacking very it's lacking right now yeah. and yeah they don't have 40 studios but they do have some of the best studios out there and we don't know what some of them are creating. I assume, I, I'm not going to be naive and say, oh, yeah, they're not doing anything. They're just sitting in the back room going, I don't know what to do today. What do you want to order? Fonz uh, is talking about, Faze, no, no. is talking about <clears throat> their first-party studios. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's uh, all. Those are all first-party published, which, in my opinion, count as first-party games. But we're talking about the de facto first-party studios that PlayStation owns. They have been MIA for a long time. Yeah, but they'll have stuff to announce at the end of the year. Or like Naughty year. Dog, uh, right now all we're getting from them is remasters, remakes, remakes of remasters, and yeah. I, like uh, I'm I'm sick of it. It's like put out a new IP, like you know, really work and focus on that, and forget the remasters. Who needed a remaster of The Last of Us, let alone The Last of Us Part Two? None of us, none of us are asking for that. Yeah. It already looks incredible on your PlayStation Five. Like, why do you need that? It, 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 it's, it's a to me. It's, I don't know. It's, it's obviously a cash grab. I'm, I'm over here stuttering because I can't even think right right now. But, um, <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's just a cash grab to me. It's just a way for them to make more money. And, and I, I get it. They want to make money, but the remasters and all this stuff to me just. Uh, it doesn't excite me, Colt. I don't get excited by any of these remakes and remasters. Like, if they told me they were remaking a really, really old game that I loved, then I'd feel some way about it. That's, I might say, that's great. That's the problem. They're like, you, you bots out here were okay with Skyrim being remastered for the 50th time. It's like, no, we no, made fun I, of that. For every year, exactly. we made fun of that. It exactly. was a joke and a meme within itself. It's like, well, what about, what about, uh, what about Grand Theft Auto V? It's like, it was literally held off from backward yep. compatibility. They made an Xbox and PS4 version because you couldn't play it at that time. There was no back compat at that time. And then they remastered again. I made fun of that. But the problem is with PlayStation is they're literally remastering three-year-old games and people are laughing at it. Mm. Today, someone showed me that the Last of Us Part Two remaster trailer on PlayStation's account had 72,000 thumbs up 
and 116,000 thumbs down. Wow. That's so telling. People are laughing at, oh my gosh, you're remastering yeah. again. I know it's 10 bucks, but come on. No, that's true. I, it, there's so many people out there. I mean, really only the uh, hardcore for that game are really excited for a remaster of a game that's just two years old, like uh, three years old. Uh, still, it just it doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. Face, uh, I, I see you, brother. He's like, you know, can we really complain? Sony's been putting out games from the, since the PS5 launch. Xbox didn't have launch games in 2022. It was bad for them. No, I look, if you're going to compare the two, I, I, I guess they've had a better outing so far with first party. But again, you have to look at what they put out. And most of everything that came out in the first couple of years of the PlayStation 5's life cycle, it's games that were delayed from the PlayStation 4. Most of their yeah. first party was delayed yeah, games. That's the funny thing about it. If Horizon and <clears throat> Ragnarok didn't get delayed, was that 2022? Yeah. If those didn't get delayed, they would be in the exact same spot that Xbox was in 2022. They would have yeah. been, they both would have been, <laughs> what would they have had in 2022 without those games? Because didn't Gr Gran Turismo 7 was also delayed? Like they would have, PlayStation and Xbox both would have had a really bad 2022. And I'll, I'll give you one better, just for fun, just for funsies. And somebody can clip this. Xbox had a better game than PlayStation in 2022 in grounded and i don't care what anyone says that game was way better than my experience of playing god of war ragnarok and horizon forbidden west that's both preference full price that's, that's your preference uh that's i, I would agree and but grounded i, I was understand way better more imaginative more groundbreaking better fleshed out game than uh 4.5 i'm just kidding wow i love grounded wow. though no, no, a lot of people like Grounded. I, I, I'm, I'm surprised. It, it actually has a big, quite a big following. Well, I, was, I won't bore you, but last night my son and I were playing when we got off the party chat. We built this gigantic circular arena out of uh, mushroom yeah. bricks that looked like it's, a gladiator arena. Uh -huh. And we un unleashed like three or four of the biggest bosses because you can create this, this stuff and make it happen in the game now with the new update. So we had this huge battle arena and we set up music for it to play and we walked around the arena while the fight was going on and it was nuts. And we're, I was like, man, what a great, cool game. It's yeah, better I've, than better you, God of War. You, you and your kids loved it. So I understand you guys had great bonding <laughs> time with that game hours. as well. It's, it's incredible. Um, Colt, despite the reviews of Call of Duty, the latest uh, Modern Warfare 3, it's still breaking records. And this time, <laughs> records in user engagement, Colt. This is in terms of the average gameplay per player, or playtime per player during its first two weeks on the market. So, I mean, it's funny that they're using the player engagement, though, to me. D does this mean that it probably didn't sell as well as Modern Warfare 2? I, I'm just speculating because back then they were talking about, you know, units sold, and now they're talking about engagement. So, they're doing what they're doing what PlayStation won't. They're talking or about what xbox will <laughs> yeah what xbox no, does well, no no what i mean is playstation won't say anything when their game doesn't meet a certain criteria like we didn't hear about horizon forbidden west we didn't hear about um a couple of their big games we didn't hear about how they sold because they didn't want to spin it sideways and that's what what call of duty did they said highest player engagement because this one didn't sell as high as last year's call of duty which was way better mm. but the funny thing is it's still really really popular 
and I don't care. I've heard the campaign sucks. I'm not even going to bother. But I was playing zombies with a couple friends, and the zombies is in an open uh, DMZ map. And so, like, there's zombies coming from everywhere, and you're running around grabbing gear like you do in in Warzone or like Fortnite. And I was like, man, this is really really fun. It, yeah. That's the price of admission right there for me. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I, let me uh, read this super chat uh, before um, Danny Passion was asking me about it. Uh, I'm sorry, brother. I, I I missed it, but I found it. I I got it up here. It's it's all good. Um, Danny Passion official. Uh, with the $5 super chat. The $5 super chat says the ganging industry is profitable enough to push TVs to have game running natively or via cloud. Just give them time. That's the future, folks. That's the future. <laughs> Mike, with a super chat, $10. PlayStation games aren't perfect. And have their caveats too. The difference is journalists, journalists and influencers don't propagate negative rhetoric towards Sony the same way they do an Xbox. That is the Xbox tax. All right. All right. Enough. Gosh, I love it. All right. Um, Ronnie Savage says, thank you very much for the super chat, guys. Uh, Colt, why do you think Xbox consoles not selling like PlayStations? Why you got to uh, be like that, Colt? Yeah, two two reasons. One of them is they don't have enough big games yet. The other reason is they don't have to. And that's what people don't understand. Like, the Xbox is not a requisite piece of hardware. You want to play the games on the Xbox platform, you don't have to. You're not required to buy an Xbox console. If you want to play PlayStation's games, the gateway is console first. So you have to buy the console. Of course, they're more popular. But that's mm -hmm. it. That's it. There's, If you don't want to play on a console, you don't have to on Xbox. That value and choice and flexibility should, and I think for, for most real um, outlets, that is celebrated. That they don't force you to play on a Series S or Series X. Yeah. Like uh, when Starfield comes out, Starfield's a big game. It's going to be this big space epic. When that is coming out, like you, you hear, oh, it's 30 frames. Well, that's not the end of the world. It's not over. If you want it 60, go and build or borrow or stream it or whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's not a requisite console. It's one of the reasons why Xbox will never sell over 60 million consoles in their generation anymore. Because you don't have to have one. Imagine if Nintendo, which all their games could run on anybody's current smartphone. Imagine if Nintendo was like, you know what? We just want to sell games in the billions they would just put them on a phone and not make a switch. But that's what they yeah. do. Well, I mean, we, we, we've been saying that forever now. Xbox doesn't care where you play um, PC, be yeah. it, you know, the console, whatever. And they will have another console next generation as well. I'm, I'm, it's not like I'm worried about consoles going away or anything, but I do see that there's a lot of places that they're allowing us to play. So there's always going to be a place for Game Pass and that, that's the number one thing to me is the fact that um, I want Game Pass to continue. I want it to uh, excel. I want it to freaking to, like bring me as many games as they can within that service because I, yeah. I love it. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, I talk about 
Sony and and I wish that they would do the same for their games and put their games day and date in their their service, um, uh, as well as get some you know even some multi uh, plats in their day and date. But yeah, I would jump all over it if it was. I just I like these types of services, man. I, I think they they save me money, so that's that's always a good thing. Yeah. Um, but with Call of Duty, uh, what what I was talking about there, um, it, it's like what it, it doesn't matter, like how this game is received by the reviewers, it always sells people. It, it it will always, like, it's an enigma. You cannot beat Call of Duty. Like, if you've got a game coming out, yeah, you don't put it out with the same month as COD. Like, you just don't do that. Like, I don't care how bad the game is, which I heard the multiplayer is really good. Like, people are saying it's, it's really good, back to form. Uh, re a really good multiplayer and some people i heard even like the campaign but i heard the campaign objectively isn't the best so yeah i hear lots of people know. say it's like the best one i played in years i'm like i guess i mean i'm not hearing that from everybody else it's fine but. yeah well face 23 bkny says some stores are not selling xbox anymore well, I, that may be. I don't know. I, uh, like, <laughs> no. what stores are you talking about? Frank, no, that's, Frank's, that's uh, not true. So Frank Shack? I, I, I don't know. Uh, Walmart has them. Target has them. No, uh, you know. No, I've. Uh, Best Buy. I live in a city with 100,000 plus people. And for three years, I've never seen a PS5, a Series S or X at my Walmart in the case. They're. they're they they stack controllers in there, so I think you might be able to ask, and they've got them in the back. I don't know what they were they were doing that at one point at some stores, but uh, I've seen a couple Series S's at at Target. But you yeah, know what I, I mean, think he's talking about? There was a Twitter post, and it had a video in it of them uh, like pulling it off the shelves or something, and it was like a, some obscure place in France or something, like no. some store, like. No, like, you, you can't have it both ways. You can't claim that they're sitting there filling up the shelves and that some stores don't even sell them anymore. They're um it's they, just they're weird. Just, they're still not in stock in force and it's been three years. <laughs> I, I know people are gonna say, Well, I live in Milwaukee and I see them all the time. It's like, I don't know. I live in Washington State and I I've seen the cardboard cards of the Series S and X and PS5 at Costco, but I've I've been on I mean, I don't go everywhere, but I just don't see him on the shelves. Yeah, like, it's like some that's guy like a thing in the past. Some guy in like, like just backwoods Alabama is like, well, at the Jays uh, Electronics, they pulled all the Xboxes out of there. You know, they they yep. don't like it. Like they like their Playstations. That's what sales. And I don't care about Jays Electronics. Okay, I'm talking about Best Buys, Walmart's, Targets. You know, all these big freaking chain brick and mortar stores. Yes, they still have Xboxes. Like, don't go running around with this, like, you know, this rhetoric that they're, they're pulling them off the shelves. It's yeah. all doom and gloom. Instead, let's talk about that PlayStation getting sued, quote. So apparently there's a guy um, uh, in the UK who is selling, uh, suing, not selling, suing PlayStation. That's right. Apparently, it's because they're not, Sony is not letting people buy their games just anywhere. Like you can on like CD Keys, G2A, you know, those sites and stuff. Like you can get deals. Even some reputable companies have deals with games sometimes, a few bucks off or whatever, even Amazon. But Sony doesn't allow them to do that. You can only buy their games 
through their store or at their prices, no matter what. So this guy is suing. He's saying it's kind of unfair. Uh, I think his, his name is Alex Neal. He filed the lawsuit in 2022. He accuses Sony of abusing the market with excessively high prices through their digital stores. Um, and uh, it, it, it's, it's scummy practice for sure. Um, because, yeah, like with, with Xbox games, I can get a discount on Xbox games. Like I can buy them at other places and get a few bucks yeah. off. And it's nice, even day and date. But with Sony games, it's really hard to find uh, deals. And he's suing. He's saying it's not right. And uh, I don't know. What do you think about that? Do you, how do you think this is going to play out? You think it'll get thrown out? Uh, I don't think it's actually going to get thrown out from what I've heard. And I haven't even dug into the the information on this lawsuit very closely. But uh, a lot of people tried to dismiss it and say everybody does this. Nintendo they don't. and Xbox all have their storefronts. But the difference between how PlayStation charges more they, for digital... No, no, no. The, the difference is they allow other storefronts to have their games as well. Yes. That's the difference. And the other part of the of the lawsuit has to do with PlayStation charging more for digital games than they do for physical. Uh, yep. I listened to Ono's Alex kind of break it down, and he dug into it because he's... I he, didn't know he that. He pays attention to a lot of the, the storefront stuff that goes on yeah. because consoles have overcharged for quite a while because... I don't know why they do that, but um, yeah, it's, it's accurate funny, here too, Captain Chats. It's not just in the UK. Sony does the same thing here. You can only buy their digital games to their digital storefront at their high prices. That's just perplexes me that they've been around 25 years. They're one of the de facto gaming platforms and they still don't allow you to refund a game. They have a zero refund policy unless the studio says our game's broken. Then yeah, they'll finally, yeah. like they barely delivered the um, refunds for Cyberpunk. I mean, it's one of the biggest gaming controversies of a lifetime. Um, they're Dude, so staunch so in how they treat their customers. And this comes at an opportune time when Jez Corden of Windows Central showed that the gaming revenue would put PlayStation, like, uh, I don't know, $5 billion behind Xbox and Tencent and Apple. Like five billion per year in revenue behind their competitors, and if this lawsuit goes through, it'll be even lower than that. But, There's a guy um, in my chat. He's just yelling, "This lawsuit won't go anywhere." <laughs> I refuse. You can't handle the truth. You can't handle it. It's it, PlayStation has the right. Yeah. No. And, uh, if the lawsuit doesn't go anywhere, it's because PlayStation will settle for a large amount of money and. Uh, uh, hush then, the guy up here, Alex. Just yeah, and then they, here, they, they won't change their anti-consumer business practice. You know, Destin Gary was getting uh, rode pretty hard by Xbox fans oh, uh, about a really? lot of stuff you and I said wow. here today. What did you say? Rode pretty. Road like road. Oh, like man, that thing is massively yeah. huge. <laughs> I really sound like that. Uh, Destin was getting <laughs> getting railed pretty good uh, over this Xbox tax thing, and um, one of the things he said was. He prefers Xbox and he likes PlayStation a lot because they do a really good job and they offer a lot of quality, but he is really dissatisfied with their consumer practices and their choices that they offer to their customers. It is the most frustrating thing from the PlayStation platform. It's never changed. And until they drop down behind uh, second place behind Nintendo, I don't think they ever will change because they feel like we lead, we can do whatever we want. And that competition hurts PlayStation fans in the pocketbook and bathing suit area. 
Well, it's 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 just funny to me. Uh, it's it's actually refreshing to know that there's PlayStation guys out there that are uh, sick of it. These types of things uh, that PlayStation is doing. I you know I've been saying for years they're turning more and more into Apple. They're they're, they're getting more yeah. Apple esque with their hardware, with their you know proprietary BS, their pricing, all that stuff. It's just very Apple esque, and it's nice to to see some PlayStation guys actually call it out and actually file lawsuits that's that's even bigger um because most of the people that we tend to see in the community anyway it's just a small demographic but sure god there's so many like fanboys out there who relish in saying that they would they would gladly pay a 100 bucks per game because sony makes such quality products i'm like look as much as i love a sony game you're flipping insane to say that you would pay $100 per game because that's exactly what they want to do to you. That's exactly yeah. what they want to do. Like, they wanted to push $80 games. Like, they wanted that. And, and, and I find it crazy. If you keep doing this type of bootlicking as, as a fanboy of any corporation, it's weird. It's straight-up weird. Like I, 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 like, I have no affiliation with Xbox or PlayStation or Nintendo. And I don't align myself with anybody in that way, even though people always say, you're an X-Bot or you're a pony, you know, depending on what I say. I don't care about this plastic. I just care about the games. Give me good games, but at a decent price. Do not do not try to, you know, upcharge me for these games and try to sell me on, oh, we're, we're, we're using better, you know, stuff now. We got like, you know, 4090s and we need to push this tech and it takes much longer to use this and... You know, and, and we're going to need to charge you. No, you're already making a killing off each and every sale you're making on these games. I don't want to hear it. Uh, the, the, you can look at the financials. That's all you have to do. You're making a bunch of money on these games per game. There's there's no reason. They, there was no reason to upcharge us to 70 bucks. That, that was crazy. But they did. Yeah. Uh, they just, did because they can. And, and we'll pay. And yeah. they do the same, the console, console platforms do the same thing. That's called and, the PlayStation uh, tax. You'll case. pay and you'll like it. The PlayStation tax. No. Ronnie Savage says, should Xbox fans ditch, oh, ditch it and go PC? Oh, he's talking about ditching the consoles. Um, No, you, you, you shouldn't expect everybody to ditch a console. Like if... If you want more out of gaming or whatever, if you're like a stickler for having ultra settings and, you know, highest frame rates possible, go ahead. Yeah, by all means, that's your choice. But if that doesn't mean anything to you and you just want to play these games, for $500, the Series X is an amazing piece of machinery. Like, it it plays these games absolutely beautifully. It looks great, runs great. Most of the games that we've had, you know, have even 60 frames and stuff, and they're great-looking games, and there's no point into going PC. But if you want that higher-end experience, by all means, that's that's on you. I, oh, I don't yeah, have like a problem the with these consoles. 40 million fans are not going to... Suddenly go PC. Uh, go to PC um, when, they, exactly. when they bought it. Because Xbox. the PC is it can be a headache. I, you know, I, I know a lot of people like to say, no, PC is just better. And, you know, I never have problems. I'll sit there and I don't and, have to worry. What? Uh, you, uh, you have to download a, uh, what, what is it called? The drivers. Yeah, that's uh, nothing. 
The drivers is no, nothing. And it's no. not just that, though. It's other things besides the drivers. It's like, the little things that add up that you're like, yeah. oh, man. Because I was playing on PC There's, for three years solid. And then when the Xbox. Yeah, I mean, and it's not nothing. It's not really anything to whine about. But I was on PC for like two or three years solid until the Xbox One X came out. And yeah, I got a lot of games at 30 frames. I was like, man, this overall experience is so like cultivated and so easy and so accessible oh, yeah. Yeah. and then i go back and play both but um and people I'm not like you PC, don't even you literally it, don't need an xbox and i said that you don't uh, earlier like you, you the reason why the cost sells you don't need an xbox but don't tell xbox guys to to not buy an xbox because then they have hundreds of games that don't freely carry over to the PC. I hate when people say you literally don't need an Xbox. Don't buy one or, well, you know or get rid me. of it. Like they'll say, just go to PC, get rid of your Xbox. And then they have hundreds of games that no longer belong to them on the PC. You, you know, uh, or, what's weird to me is when yeah. people say I've gone to PC and that's where I play my Xbox games. It's great to have my Xbox games there, but PlayStation, they better not ever do day and date on PC. Oh, like, and they why, will. why? And they will. That's, there is nothing wrong with that. I'll tell you why. Because they are stuck in the 2010s mentality of this plastic versus this plastic. You know, like the two helmets clashing together, that it's really all about the plastic for them. And if PlayStation, and they will, when they go day and date with their big games on PC, uh, th that's going to be hard for them to understand because now it's no longer plastic versus plastic. Yeah. Now it's game studio versus game studio and really it should be about the games and not the plastic it's just a means to get Facts. into it break it down it's about uh, the games, and, and real gamer was like you can set up your games to automatically download drivers yes. yeah yeah you can. all all yeah, of that yeah. works and you can even go into if you have a, a nvidia gpu you can even go into that program tell it to auto optimize your games like all that stuff's fine it's not a big deal but um, there it's are the little things, things that go that wrong, just... especially, uh, let me just say, because um, I have many friends on PC and they, they do tell me the truth. Sometimes you just get a very, very unoptimized game day and day. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. On PC. Forza and, Motorsport and it sucks. horrid. It oh, sucks. Horrid. But, <laughs> but that said, like, again, there is great things about PC. Um, I would own one myself. Like I said earlier, if I could afford it, I would too. Um, but there's nothing wrong with the consoles. The, the, the consoles themselves are great. Yes. Are they a little underpowered? Yes. They're underpowered for sure. But we're talking about a console that was designed back in what? 2018. So of course you're, you're getting yeah. 20, 2018, 2020 tech, you know, mixed in and you've got this console that is behind several years. So of course it's not going to be as and nice. don't do not try to push $500 or thousand dollar PC builds on people mm -mm. Um, who are used to playing the every new EA oh or gosh. Ubisoft game. They will be so upset and they'll end up dumping money into a PC that it, they'll have to replace a, a power supply to get a bigger GPU because they realize the mistake of a budget PC. Yeah, budget uh, PCs let, are let terrible. They want. You, you, honestly, if you want a great experience on PC, you're going to have to spend at least two thousand dollars. I don't care what people say. It's it's around two grand. Like my PC is really about great... a year and a half old, and it has a thirty eighty in it, and it was yeah. twenty five hundred bucks. If yep. I would have built it myself, it would have been cheaper. But yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, if you it, it might have been too grand. If you want that push to ray tracing plus the 60 frames on these big AAA games that are coming out now, it's like, yeah, it's it's asking a lot. Yeah, so, but, you know, because I've been tinkering with, you know, GeForce Now, and of course, this mm -hmm. is like based over the cloud, but it's a high-end PC on the other end. And it's got a 4080 in it, which is one of the highest-end cards out. 4090, still, right? No, GeForce? it's a 4080. It's a 4080. Okay, okay. So I've been playing around with some older games even, and I've been, like, maxing out settings and stuff, and it still has frame dips and stuff. I see it. It's not perfect at all. Like, the, you, you can't just max everything out on everything and think, oh, I got a 4080. It's going to run everything perfect. No, it's it's not like that either. Like, there's a lot of optimization that needs to be done with with games. So some of the older ones even just aren't really optimized for these new cards. And they're not, they don't play as, as great as you want them to. But, you know, it's it's nice, though. It's it's nice. But then again, you're talking about probably a four, like a 4080 PC with all the bells and whistles and stuff. Great components. You're probably talking about a thirty five to four thousand dollar uh, PC. It's probably really expensive, at least three grand. I, I don't know the exact price, but it's really expensive. And the $500 console price point is just beautiful because you can get games at 1440p, 60 frames, looking amazing, feeling good. There's no reason to do that. But there are those few games that make me go to something like GeForce Now that aren't running up to snuff on these consoles. And that's just the way it's going to be until they kind of streamline their their software i think once they get more of a handle on the software and it becomes better and easier for them to use the i i think that's where um it'll help out these consoles for sure so i don't know that's the way i look at it Cole. that's the way i see it yeah but yeah no it's 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 crazy that people just like always try to push people one way or the other uh dorian gray says pc parts are cheap now i've been looking they're not that cheap for a good gpu Have you been man trying to build oof. yeah yeah i'm just I'm, I'm taking a look at it because i'm kind of pricing things out and everything it's pretty expensive stuff man yeah my pretty. friend just bought a 4090 i9 based pc pre-build for 3500 it was on it was like 500 off so it was a four thousand dollar pc so yeah, yeah so, that's that's giving you you know uh 60 to 120 frames with ray tracing on but you yeah. know it's like games can only look so good based on how they're built like i've seen yeah I've, I've watched on youtube cyberpunk at its absolute best i'm like gosh looks great four thousand bucks though but yeah you know it's like uh it's a steep price boba fett gaming in the chat said he paid 8k for his 3080 ti but that was years ago wow yeah um, face asked me are you gonna Cole? Are you gonna do a video on the ps5 pro how do you think games will run on it i think games will have um the if there's a performance mode rt it'll be at a higher resolution uh i'm predicting that the ps5 pro will run more gpu related stuff higher like the ps4 pro did in the xbox one x uh i don't think it'll be doubling frame rates um but I know that developers are trying to push for performance mode. We just heard today that, or heard yesterday that Wonder Woman is running at 30 frames currently, but they want a performance mode, Monolith does. So oh, they're good. working hard to get, get. and here you've got a game built from the ground up to be 
on Xbox Series and PS5 consoles. And they're already worried about, are they going to be able to deliver 60 frames? And it's uh, the games are just more intense yeah. than they used to be. And Matt Booty explained that they're trying to offload what developers used to build a game and put all the processing on the GPU because that's where consoles um, or even some PC builds were there. That was their strength. So all the processing would be done where the graphics rendering uh, and things like that were supposed to be done. So now they're trying to offload more tasks to the CPU since the PS5 and Xbox Series S and X both have really fast simultaneous multi-thread um, cores. So it's just going to be a change in in how games are developed because in the beginning, Fonz, we had Far Cry 6 ran it near 4K 60. Um, you had all these games, the PlayStation games that were built off of the PS4 counterpart. Of course, they run great because they were based on a foundation that was made to run on a one teraflop console. It's the reason why Spider-Man looks so great. You can take that simple structure and just run it up to the up to the ceiling yeah and get high resolution you get ray tracing and performance you know, mode and and i you know speaking of ray tracing wade johnson in the chat says alan wake 2 looks incredible without ray tracing and he's right like there's so many games that look incredible without ray tracing ray tracing, ray tracing is not system. necessary it's not um, worth it i think ray tracing is incredible on like a six thousand dollar computer you know and and you know has everything pushed to the max it, it you can see a difference there for sure but it's not worth that cost it just isn't to me like if my $500 I mean, console people, can look but... amazing without it so be it like please like if i can get a game that looks great and it runs at 60 frames without ray tracing i want that I want that. I don't I don't want the 30 frames. Oh, but we've got ray trace shadows in this version. No, I don't care about that. Mm -hmm. Because I'm good with screen uh space reflections and cube mapping and stuff. I'm good with that. Like it, it can look incredible. We've we've gone many, many years with that uh process and we we've seen great outcomes in these games. It's just, you know, yeah, the path ray traced cyberpunk is gotcha. I know, I've seen it. It looks incredible but it's not worth the cost in my opinion. That's just my opinion, Dorian Gray. I, I don't think it's worth it. You can load up the PS5 or Series X version of Cyberpunk in performance mode and the biggest standout you're going to get, because the lighting's pretty cool in that game, even in performance mode without ray tracing, that you'll get a lot of jaggedy edges, the resolution's a little shimmery. Yeah. But when you walk around in that game for 500 bucks and go, man, it looks so good. And mm -hmm. then you you think about the prospect of spending four grand to get all those edges sharp with a little bit more uh, realistic lighting. And you're like, is that what you want to do? Yeah. Because not I, every game is going to offer that. You can throw any PC at some of these games. Like even Forza Motorsport, the new one, I, I threw my PC at it. And I'm like, it doesn't look transformative for 2,500 bucks. I still maintain. You know, there's only so much you can do. I still maintain that uh, HDR has a more dramatic effect when done right in a game yeah. than ray tracing, yeah. in my opinion. I, I look. I, I play a game. I, you know, Baldur's Gate, for instance. When I was playing it, I was playing it without the HDR, and then I enabled the HDR, and I was just blown away at how much better it looks. And it, this happens with other games too, all the time. Like. We'll turn on and off HDR depending on how bad or good it is. You know, like Colt, like we, we've run into games that have poor HDR 
and we ended up turning it off because it just does well, not look Starfield right. had bad HDR at the launch. Yeah. Yeah. Now they kind of have, have a slider, right? Where you can kind of change certain aspects mm -hmm. of the HDR to help you out. Uh, I yeah. think it's like brightness and uh, something else, but brightness, contrast, and HDR uh, brightness, I think, is, mm -hmm. yeah, three different sliders. And yeah, the game looks way better. And that's provided you have a and good a field TV of view, too. which was nice. You have to have yeah. a TV that actually has good HDR implementation as well. You can't just have like a four hundred dollar TV that you know. Uh, I got an eighty five inch for four hundred at Kraken uh, Shack. In no, it's not I mean I was great. playing Dead Island two, which I think had better lighting than Cyberpunk with ray tracing, and it was all baked in. Yeah. They just the artists just knew how to how to make it look realistic, like. And I think video games with baked in lighting, when the developers are able to get that, when you look, when you walk into a room and you're like, yeah, this is how it's supposed to look, you know, like the, the soft corners that are darkened and the, the way the light pours in. Oh, when it's I, fake, case in point, looks, looks great. Case in point, Red Dead 2, the baked in lighting oh, yeah. and that looked incredible when you're going from inside to broken outside. HDR, and, though. Yeah, it had broken HDR. It did. And yeah. I was the no, first looked, to call that out. That on, I was playing that on PC yesterday. I, I that, uh, that was one of my claim to fame. Yeah. So I remember back in the day, like on Twitter, I, I the first day that game came out, I said the HDR is broken, and people argued with me forever. And then the day after that, the uh, articles came out. I remember HDR that is broken. I was like, I told you guys, I told you. They were you writing you on 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 the Twitter. Oh stuff. man, oh. I had Xbox and PlayStation guys going, "You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what HDR is," and I'm like. I know what it is, and I've been because uh, I was an early adopter of HDR TVs, like when it first came out, and I was just like blown away by it. And I knew it was borked, and I was telling people, "Hey, it's broken," and th everybody came at me. Then the next day, I was vindicated. I was like, "Thank you, Vincent from HD TV Test had a, a, th a video out talking yeah. about it," and I was like, "Yes," but yeah. Anyways, uh, great HDR implementation. HDR implementation in these games is key. Like it, it does make a dramatic effect yeah. in some of these games. In my opinion, yeah. I think it's is better than ray tracing. Um, yeah, Mike says it takes a lot of dev time uh, to bake in lighting compared to ray tracing. Ray tracing is a turn on and off, but the problem with ray tracing is, Mike, they have to budget in that like four. It's like four times more intensive to have ray tracing on than it is to bake in the lighting. And bake in lighting also means you have a lamp in the corner you have to throw a light source on it. You have to like stick a, a light source there and they change the texture mapping. So instead of just a beige lamp, they have to, the textures actually looks like it's lit. And they use this combination of fake shadows and big lighting does take more time, but um, then you get to ramp up everything else once you've made these uh, set yeah, places. I, I, I I'd be fine with ray tracing, you know, because it does help them move along, you know, the time it takes to make these games and stuff and helps with the lighting. I, I get it, but yeah, it's at the cost of the, it's, it's a resource hog for our hardware. And yeah. it, if they streamline that and they find ways to really tackle that aspect and, and make it uh, to where it doesn't become such a resource hog, I'd, I'd be fine with it, of course. But that's the problem. It's like, Especially with the consoles, it's either ray tracing or 60 frames. And I don't want to be making that choice anymore. Or I don't want yeah. them to make the choice for me. If they give me that choice within a game, I always pick the 60 frames. I don't pick ray tracing. They did that with Jedi Survivor. They forced ray tracing and yeah, the game ran awful. at like 38 frames. 
It was awful. And then they took it off, and what do you know? Fix the game. Higher frames. And I was like, mm -hmm. I told you. Like, it's... Yeah. I, I was saying that from the beginning. I'm like, just take, and I even added them on Twitter. I was like, hey, can you please take the ray tracing off the game? Because I want my right. 60 frames. And they Christian A says, listened. Colt, why doesn't anybody want an Xbox? Uh, 30 to 40 million people want an Xbox despite not even needing to have one. So the console's doing quite well for not being prerequisite, but uh, Xbox is not pushing the console. They, they hardly even really market it. So they're all about providing really great games in their ecosystem. And uh, they're about to shake up the games industry. They already are shaking up the games industry where you can play all their games for, you know, $18 a month uh, at the top end. So PlayStation mm -hmm. will soon follow. They will soon learn that uh, selling a game for $70 or getting people to pay a year of PS premium is going to make or them far more money. Or they're going to, and, and I think they're also going to learn putting your game on PC day and date is the way. Yep, they're going to do both. It's the way. Because Spider-Man did really well, but if it would have been on PC, they're, they're kind of still banking on that double dip thing because PlayStation looks at the economy of selling games in a very old-fashioned way, a very traditional way. Yeah. And yeah. they're going to soon learn they're going to make a lot more money by offering that choice and value to their fans. You'll see. It'll happen. Danny Passion Official, thank you very much for the $5 Super Chat. Oh, I'm sorry. With a glorious $5 Super Chat. <laughs> Ray Tracing looks fire on the 5K PC. Ray Tracing on consoles sucks. By the way, I have a built-in PC with a 4090 last December. But the main reason was to speed, to speed up video editing workflow. That's why I got it. All right. And uh, no, I understood. Yeah, I remember when you were building that PC last year. I was pretty impressed, man. You were telling me you were going to get the 4090 and, a, you know, great freaking CPU and everything. I was just like blown away. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. And I know you do a lot oh, of video honey. editing and stuff in your work. So that's that's great, man. Yeah. And, and a PC could pay for itself when the games are cheaper overall. Um, they could add up. Like I got. You can get library, games for yeah. 50 bucks, sometimes 45 bucks. You can get them. They go cheaper faster than on console. Uh, it's a ridiculous tax when you look at that. Um, Christian A says, Colt, if the, where is it? This is kind of funny. So another one where people just run with a headline. Uh, he says, uh, the, I, I lost it. The Series X is the pro version and nobody wants it. 70% of people own an S. No, 51% of the people own the Series X. If you'd actually read the uh, the news reports that came out about that, that was an incorrect report from some site that didn't so know what they're talking about. So it's half and half, about. and that's, uh, that's half and half. It's shocking to me, honestly, because uh, I, I would assume that the, uh, the Series S would sell more. Like, yeah, just I assumed on it sheer would too, value but, alone. But, you know, the Series S is supposed to be 300 bucks, and I think fans just look at that and go, why not pay an extra 200 and get... Yeah. You get the 4K experience, and you get a, you get a lot more out of it with that. Um, Look, looking back now in hindsight, though, um, are you like me, Colt? I, I kind of feel like, uh, before I tell you how I feel, looking back, do you think the Series S was kind of a mistake? Um, or is the, that the wrong word? Yeah, that's the wrong word. The Series S is an amazing uh, idea and plan. 
I just didn't know the Ram pool was going to be so low. We gotcha. we had heard the the rumors for a long time that it was basically an Xbox One X with a faster CPU. And it wasn't. They cheaped out on the RAM because the RAM is the most expensive part of the console. And the weird thing is, I don't know why, but Xbox does not make as much money on their consoles as PlayStation does, probably because of the amount of consoles that PlayStation sells. Over time, the profit margin shrinks. And within uh, the first two years, they were making money on the PS5, while Xbox is still taking a little bit and subsidizing the console, which I think is another reason why they don't push it. It's like, this is just one entry point into our ecosystem. We're not making a lot of money in the console, so let's just let it do its thing. A Real Gamer says, Colt, really, what great games? When? Uh, PlayStation will have their great games next year. They're third-party published games, but they'll have their bigger games uh, coming probably Wolverine in 2025. I assume, look... Uh, is as good as like Spider-Man is with its combat and stuff, and you, you know that they're going to make a great Insomniac is going to make a great Wolverine. Like I, I, I have yeah. high hopes for that game. Um, I'm really looking forward to that one, and that's 2025 supposedly. So um, I, I just don't know yeah. of the other games, but it's silly to assume. Like I said earlier, you're very naive if you don't think Sony's, you know, development studios yeah. aren't making some games right now. They, and Helldivers and Rise of Ronin, those games all look really promising. They'll probably do really well. So real gamer, there will be good games on PlayStation. Yeah. It's just kind of a wait through. This year's been kind of, uh, it's been hit or miss. It's been good though. Like I, I think a lot of people really liked Final Fantasy 16, but it kind of had its uh, it had its reputation for issues of like um, being really heavy in cinematics and not being like a, a true Final Fantasy game. But they didn't make that, so yeah. You know, this year I, I find you know that I haven't had any time where I didn't have a game to play. Um, it's it's been so stacked this year to the fact that. Now that I'm playing Baldur's Gate, I still have a lot more hours to play into that game. But after I'm done with that, I, I'm like, I, I don't have to worry about games because I still have others to get to. Like, I have Phantom Liberty to, to play next. Yeah. I still have that game to go to. And uh, I'm oh, excited yeah. Yeah, for it. Oh, yeah, it was great, man. I, I spent like uh, 80, almost 100 hours starting from scratch and then going through Phantom Liberty. What a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. I've got the I've got the PC crowd coming in now. The Just Gaming Good. podcast has wrapped up. Um, Mark celebrating, uh, you know, the game. He's been a member for actually he's been celebrating his membership for thirteen months. Thank you very much, Mark. I appreciate that. He says, uh, "BG three, Baldur's Gate three, baby." Yeah, Baldur's yeah. Gate three. It's amazing, man. I I really love the game. Having a great time with it. Um, people are sick of me talking about it, though. I, Twitter, here, everywhere, they're just like, shut up. We know you like it, but I'm sorry. It's a really freaking good game. When it comes out on Xbox, people, uh, if you're if you're okay with turn-based games, please, I implore you, uh, implore you play it. It's so good. The story, uh, the narrative is really good. Uh, the companions uh, are well fleshed out, too. Just great writing there. Um Danny Passion Official, thank you very much for the super chat. He says, Fonz, what's the best class for beginners on BG3? Easily. I'm not a, a, an expert, but I'll just tell you right away, the fighter. The fighter is probably the easiest class to, to pick up and learn. Because you don't have to deal with so many spells and stuff. So just hacking stuff. There's still a learning curve, though. The game is not 
easy. I wouldn't say it was easy. There's a learning curve. Um, if you know a little bit about D and D, that that'll help. Dungeons and Dragons, uh, that'll help. But yeah, it's the the fighter class is probably the easiest. Um, uh, that's what I would go with if if you're wanting to go the easy route. Because uh, that's where I started. I was doing the fighter class, and I kind of mixed the fighter into uh, rogue. Because you can have classes mixed in there. You can have up to three classes mixed. And I, I use a rogue mix with my fighter, and I'm, I'm loving it. Um, anyways, I want to thank everybody for being here today. Thank you very much. You guys have been awesome. We did over two hours today, people. That's a long show. I appreciate all of you. Colt, I especially appreciate you. Um, and I appreciate Mark for telling me that, uh, sending me the super chat, telling me that he <laughs> loves what I do and what I provide to the community, which is absolutely nothing, but an old guy talking about games and his opinions that a lot of people hate. Apparently, I don't know. A lot of people don't yeah. like my opinions, but you know, and I appreciate that people do listen to me. That's, that's the one thing I do appreciate. Um, but thank you, Mark. I appreciate that. Anyways. Colt, I appreciate you for being here today. You've been awesome. Uh, thank you for enjoying, uh, you know, coming with me to enjoy my 100th episode here. Lots of good talk. Lots of, I don't want to say negative, but we had, you know, things to talk about. The Xbox mm -hmm. text thing was a big deal. Um, but thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it a lot. Where can that they find you? Oh, go ahead. Uh, you can, can find say? me at Colt Eastwood on Twitter and Colt X. Eastwood on YouTube where... Uh, I have a podcast and I do try to do weekly videos. We're winding there's down though. It's been kind of quiet lately, but there's a little bit of stuff that's starting to starting to whisper around, I think. Starting to whisper around, he says. Yeah. 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 Uh well we're, this is funny. We got a, a big Xbox fan in your chat, real gamer, who said that he was referring to Game Pass not having great games on the service, uh, not PlayStation, which I thought was pretty funny because Game Pass has really, really good games on the service. They just had Sea of Stars, which is one of the highest rated games this year. Sea and of then, Stars. or Starfield and Forza, and you know they've had a couple. Uh, they've had a couple of their games. Like I guess you could just say the one, the, the the only bad one that really Xbox has had this entire generation is Redfall was on Game Pass. But overall, uh, Open Critic gives Game Pass the highest rated service of games in existence with the most. They said the most mighty high-rated games out of all the other services. Right now, actually, the PlayStation <laughs> fans are complaining and asking uh, for more games or asking that, telling people they should cancel their subscription because the offer of games on PS Plus has not been good this past few months. Typically, the, the uh, type of games they put on PlayStation Plus have been really decent, I think. Even if they're older games, they put pretty cool games on there, way better than games that Gold did, but apparently the PlayStation fans oh. are not happy with the current state of the PS Plus tiers. Hold up, so. Go Packers, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't come in here with my man Beetlejuice's face on your avatar and tell nope. Xbox to cry harder, pathetic bots. Cry, Xbox text. <laughs> I guess you didn't I know him. To the he's show, a big Xbox but... fan too. I've, I've I've talked to him before. Jeez. He's just kidding. He's just kidding. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's just kidding okay. around. He's a big big fan. Plays all the Xbox games. Wears a lot of the Xbox. Like I don't even I own don't Xbox so. merch, but like he wears the T-shirts with the Xbox logo on them. 
uh where's like where's the always has that xbox hat on it's like yeah kind of cringe uh, yeah whatever you love he's that hard yeah he's yeah. that hardcore matt mcdonald yeah. media thank you very for the uh, very much for the five dollar super chat he says hey Fonz and colt do you guys want to see hellblade at the tgas or would you rather see it at the developer direct in january i don't want to see it at all nope i don't want to see it at all because and, and i'm not saying that i'm i'm passing on this game I'm just sick and tired of what they do when they show this game. It's just not a very good showing. I, I want to see combat forever now. And all we see is like, hello, we are still over here with motion cap. And you know, I, I don't yep. want to see that stuff. Um, I, I just, I want to see the gameplay. I want to see the actual combat. And, and when I say gameplay, I don't mean walking up to a puddle and staring at it and going <laughs> and hearing voices. I don't want to see that. I, I don't I, I I'm not writing on uh oh I might change my intro again. I had Senua on my intro for my videos. I might change that again. I took Master Chief off when I was disappointed with how things were going for Master Chief. So yeah, I might find a new uh I don't know, a new mascot as it were for my intro. Who knows? Oh I love that song so much. Don't oh, you wish we were on a platform where you could play regular music? Oh, you get you'll get demonetized big time. Yep. Um, yep. Anyways, uh, as I was about to leave the show, I had the super chat come in. So uh, Colt, um, again, uh, you, they said or you said you they can find you on Twitter or X at at Colt Eastwood, and or on uh, YouTube at Colt Eastwood. Yeah, that's right. Everybody here knows you and knows where they can find you, I'm sure. But I just wanted you to put that out there. And I want to say thanks to everybody that's listening to this after, you know, we've uh, gone off air because I, I'll put this. I said off air like this is the radio or something. Oh, yeah, it is the radio. We're on NPR. It is pretty now. much. Yeah. Yeah. We're on AM radio, people. Um, tune us in. Uh, 590 on the dial. <laughs> Wait, is there a dial now? It's all push button now. There is no dial. We're old. No, there's no dial. Damn, we're old. Yeah. Anyways, thank you very much for listening, watching, all that stuff. Thank you very much to everybody who is a member that's down below that is scrolling across your screen right now. I appreciate you guys so much for supporting me for so many years now. Um, appreciate you. Uh, until next time, guys. Game on.